written by Gerard Way, weirdly enough, is written by the guy who, yeah. you know, the front man of My Chemical Romance. So <laughs> it's filled with edginess. Hey, did, did he design? He designed the um, the anime robot from uh, Spider Verse as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then that, the design for that is perfect. Yeah. I, and can I just say that Penny Parker is an adorable character. <laughs> She's Stop simping over Penny ador- Parker. No, bro. Penny Parker is so cute. She's so adorable. I love her. She's my child. Okay. I'm not even simping. I'm fathering. <laughs> my twist! My twist! I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I love Penny Parker so she's so cute. She's adorable. Kill him, kill him man. with fire. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Filmian Podcast, where this week we're filming you in once again. I really hope you, my uh, my you... mic didn't pick up that West Ham just scored. Um, <laughs> gives you I a rough think, time uh, frame of when this is happening. That f- That's good. West Ham realised you were filming them in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. This week it's just uh, it's just me and David again. It's I'm Xander. Yeah, obviously this is this is David. <laughs> no, you're not Xander. I'm not. You're Zander. the real Xander. <laughs> um, this week we're not. You know, it, we we figured we've had a special episode. Now it's time to do like a semi-normal episode. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um. Basically. So for this week we're looking at our favourites action movies from the 2010s this is going to be yeah. the first one the first episode in a series where we look back at different genres through different decades to see how they uh, differ i think that this could be quite interesting for a second i forgot that i actually did the list sounds like oh shit i forgot to do my list but then i realized it's in my notes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i f-ing hope you've done your list because i spent ages I, I, on I've mine i've done my list i've got it i Honestly, I didn't spend too long on mine. I knew what it was going to be for a couple of them, but I've got like, I've got two movies for some years, and I've got three movies for most. Yeah, we we so basically what we've done is for each year, so from 2010 to 2019, we've chosen our favorite two or three action movies from that year. Uh, we've got a list of like potential ones that could have made it, and uh, I've also got with me the top three highest grossing action movies from each year. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what people were watching and what we actually liked. You know? Yeah. Figured that could be quite interesting. You know what? You know how, um, like, we've got a few um, bits of news to talk about, though. I've been on a look through. Um, there's a fair bit, actually. Is there? Yeah. Um, so let's have a look. So from, like, this is from most recent, from what I can tell. Um, I'm looking on screen run, so oh. forgive me if any of this is completely wrong. Sick. Um, at least it's not we got you we got this covered oh yeah yeah <laughs> so um firstly the monster hunter movie release date has been delayed seven months to april 2021 they were um it's the same guy who did the resident evil uh, movies. resident evil dot movies including the same actress again great, um, great the screenshots stuff. were actually looking fairly similar to the game people are i'd, I'd say cautiously optimistic about it because the character design the weapon design is all very similar to the game so okay i, don't know, I feel like that could be good cool um the batman movie is launching its own film and tv universe because um hbo max officially ordered a uh, batman spin-off series that focused yeah. on the gcpd yeah i 
I don't really is, care. Yeah, like that's the equivalent of a season, like a series of a TV show getting an order for three more seasons when the first season hasn't even been released. No, it, this is this is going to be Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yeah, basically, but for DC. Well, then again, though, like DC's Agents of Shield is just all of the bloody like DC Universe TV shows. Like it was originally just Arrow, yeah, and then Gotham. Like Gotham was Agents of Shield for yeah the DC. Universe. I thought Gotham's quite good though. I've heard a lot. I've watched a decent amount of Gotham. I enjoyed most of it. I just forgot to watch it. <laughs> I just can't. I genuinely just forgot to continue it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't argue. Uh, okay, let's have a look. We had um, three trailers in one day. Oh, yes, we three did. trailers I, that we I were all really enjoyed all three in. of them. So we had. So, um, we'll do them yeah, in well, ranking of how excited we are for the property. So the third one is the Umbrella Academy season two. Yep. I I think the trailer is interesting. It's an the interesting trailer looks new okay. One. Didn't doesn't look as good as like. But then again, though, the trailer for the first season like didn't look quite good, and then I loved the first season. I'm currently rewatching it. Yeah, I um, but, um, I was I was a little bit mixed on the first season. I have some problems with it, um, but then you know there were other bits that I really liked. So I, I'm I'm yeah. When that second season comes out, we will do an episode on it, and we'll. Uh, Should we do I'll... an episode on like the all, both seasons? Like yeah, altogether? I feel like we could do an episode on both seasons. That'll be fun because I'm rewatching the first season. So if you rewatch the first season, I'm going to rewatch the first, first season as well. Yeah. Then the next one for me, it would be that Halloween trailer because it's not even a trailer; it's just a thirty it's a second. Clip, but the clip was so good. It's not. It's just a. I don't know. It's Honestly, just... mate, nah, I I got goosebumps hearing her scream, "Let him burn!" Like that was just a cool line. Um, al- along with that, like teaser, uh, there was the news that it that Halloween Kills, the new Halloween film, has been delayed another year. So that's yeah, not coming out until October twenty twenty one now. Which it, it was sucks, it seemed at the same inevitable. Time, it gives them yeah, it gives them a lot more time to work on it. The fact they're going into the um, into the music mix now. So it gives him a lot more time to get Jarman Carpenter to give the best soundtrack he's ever made. Yeah. Which I imagine it will be. Yeah, definitely. Because um, he's a very, very talented, like, musical person thing, Mob. <laughs> um, words. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, words, yes. M- much sense, make. Yeah. Um, but, um, like, it, from the trailer, like, from that clip that you can see, it literally starts where the first movie ends. Yeah, it does. That's what it seems to be. Probably be the same night, yeah. won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um then the, the, the top one for me was that boy season two trailer. Um the boys down for the boys. that was so good. That yeah. was the best use of we didn't start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I, I I've been listening to that song every day since I watched the trailer as well. I've just been doing da, 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 da. Um, just like that is such a banger. Why do I not listen to this more? I really like the first season. I have problems with the end of it because it feels like it doesn't end a season of TV. It feels just like another episode. So I feel like, there were, you know, but, you know, I'm happy there's another season. Definitely. Well, with that, though, there is also the, the news that, like, so Butcher isn't going to be coming back in the very first episode and they've confirmed it's, he's going to be back in the second episode. Um, and they've confirmed that originally they were going to be having Butcher in the first episode, but due to pacing problems, the scenes just didn't fit. So they've yeah. decided we're gonna they're gonna do a short film, um, just called Butcher, uh, like giving us the like what happened in between the time between the first and the second episode and from the fa- finale. Cool. 
I'm down for that. So um, I'm I'm more than happy with that because it just means that like we don't get a full drought of the boys' content if you don't read the comics or if you don't buy the comics. Um, yeah. So it just means that we get a lot more to watch in between like the release of season three because I'm pretty sure it's already been renewed for a season three anyway. Oh yeah, it will have been. Yeah, because this yeah, this show sure got renewed like popular. mid. Yeah, it got I think it got renewed mid shoot for season two. All oh, right, cool. So um, yeah, like it's they've got a lot of faith in this show, which good because it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I um, genuinely love it. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm down for it. I'm down for another season of the boys. Yeah. I, uh, we we mentioned our I mentioned my dis dislike that it's going weekly after the first three episodes, but you know. Yeah, you can't have everything, I guess. Yeah, but um, also if you if you're a book fan, considering we do apparently talk about books on this, even though we you've only ever talked about one, and I'm the one who actually reads because we're not nerds. Um, uh, I am a nerd. <laughs> um, Ready Player Two is finally happening nine years later from the original book release, and his client is um, releasing it on I think it's November twenty fourth cool. of this year. Um, that's I'm very excited for that. Because I yeah. loved that first book. I actually read the first book as the movie was coming out, and so I decided, screw it, I'm going to read the book. Yeah, my, my, did, uh, my dad really did short. that as well, and he, he loved that and book. The book is definitely better than the movie, but it. he said that he didn't watch the movie before finishing the book because he didn't want the movie to sway his like options for the sequel to the book. Yeah. So he's trying to make it so it's a sequel to the book, but it's also a good basis for what a sequel to the film could be. And oh, cool. some people are saying that Steven Spielberg won't make Ready Player Two a movie. He will, a hundred percent. I'm don't... pretty sure they confirmed they were going to do that anyway. I don't think Spielberg will do it. I think someone they'll get someone else. No, to I'm do pretty it. sure they um like. I remember reading when Ready Player One came out in cinemas, the Ready Player Two is being worked on in like, not like in collaboration, but with Steven Spielberg's help so that he can make a sequel to Ready Player One. All right. Fair enough. Because I know, because Ernest Cline is more than happy to make another movie because he, he's watched the second, the first film now and he trusts Spielberg with his life. Like he said, Spielberg, Spielberg is the perfect person to make this film. Nice. Fair enough. So um, Spielberg, 100% he'll make a sequel. Like obviously, it, it, it made so much money. It did make a lot of money. And, it made a hell of a lot of money. It was actually really enjoyed by a lot of fans of the book as well, including myself. I loved the book. I didn't think it was as good, but it was still fantastic. I, I enjoyed the it movie. It made more sense. It made more sense in the movie is like to not adapt the exact same story as the book because in the book, reading the stuff that happens is a lot better than seeing half the stuff that would happen. Yeah. Like, the book was a lot more cinematography like based. Like, yeah. You can't do a reference movie filled with God knows how many references without doing an entire section dedicated to The Shining. Because <laughs> that's one of the most referred things of all time now. Even Fortnite yeah. has that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, if, if Fortnite has it, you kind of have to do it. <laughs> Fortnite. Um... <laughs> um, God damn it, Fortnite. You ruin everything. Is there any other news? Uh, not that I remember, but I'll go and have a quick look at Um, Sabrina's been cancelled. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I, I liked the first season. I didn't watch all of the second season, and I don't really give a shit about the third, or the fourth, or whatever the next one is going to be. Oh, well. And the Wolfman reboot, though. 
We, we haven't talked about that yet, have we? <gasps> oh, with, with Ryan Gosling and with Ryan Gosling Lee Winnell. Ah, yeah. yes, I'm so down so for this. What we wanted is happening. Yes. What we what we originally wanted is uh, Lee Winnell to cover, like just reboot the entire Universal Monster universe, not do sequels to them, just keep on doing reboots of Universal Monsters. And that's what it seems like is happening. Lee Winnell is like, the GOAT. See, the thing is, I thought that the next one that would be done is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, considering that goes in with the whole like mental health thing considering split personality disorder i think he could have done a yeah. brilliant take i think he will do a brilliant take on that after wolfman i'm hoping to yeah. god oh my that's god imagine product. if they just like fuck it we lee winnell for days he just gets every uh, single yes. movie at blumhouse now yeah I'd, I'd, yeah do it give him all of the movies because he's a fa- he's amazing he is so talented he really is yeah. like he used to be he started off with Saw, with James Wan, and Saw is good. He's not a good actor, but it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'll be completely transparent. I don't like his character in Saw. I think he's just a boring person. I don't really give a crap about him in Saw. But the writing of Saw and the idea of Saw is so good and so interesting. Yeah. That I'm so glad that that jump-started his career completely into horror because he's a horror visionary. He is. Like he's up there with like Sam Raimi now for me. Wow. After, Fair after Invisible Man and oh, it's I'm, it's so good. I'm, I regret not watching it sooner. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I know you do. I'm, I genuinely might watch that again tonight. I know. Um, I'm, I'm censored. My mum watched it like five times in one week. Like she <laughs> loves that movie so, so much. Um, yeah. So give us all of that. Give us all of that. Yeah. In- give us all of the universe of monsters just by Lee Winnell. Yeah, please. Put that movie in my brain right now. I need to see it. Um, right. Let's um, let's talk about some action movies. Yeah. Let's let's talk action. Um. What overall then, twenty tens in action? What do you think? Oh, it's it was a very good decade, but it was also like there's some years where it's just pretty like empty. Yeah, like you can see that the trend started to die out a little bit and then started to go back. Like twenty nineteen, I, I it's pretty empty when it comes to action movies, just like not superhero wise yeah yeah Whereas i found that as a struggle something like let's say a little, like 2014 and 2015 are top-notch years yeah for action so, 2010 was an incredible year for action as well yeah like it kickstarted the decade so well so it's it's a mixed bag but overall the decade was fantastic for, yeah. for action i think part of me wishes that we'd actually started at like the 1960s and then come through until the 2010s because you like this is the decade that you see like every single blockbuster is a superhero movie and it's so yeah. rare in these now looking through the um the, the top threes actions of that year how many yeah. of them have like at least one superhero movie in and it's, well, yeah, um, it's like when you start looking at it, though, 2010, like from 2000 onwards, superhero movies started to become a bit a, like much bigger thing. Yeah. So I think it's better to get the like biggest superheroes, the better superhero movies out of the way so that we can actually talk about some genuinely just action films, not superheroes, because 
everybody knows all the superhero movies now. Yeah, and we know we always talk about superhero movies. Exactly. We spent all like, of last rather, week talking about superhero movies. Literally. So like it's nice to like get it out of the way first and then talk about some genuinely interesting action movies that don't get talked about as much, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially because, so, um, like in 1980s, that was a really, it was a pretty good decade for the 80s for action. For oh what yeah, I remember? Yeah, you had like the action stars. That's when you had. That's yeah, when exactly. Would like, go that's see when a movie. action became like a big, like became the thing. Yeah, that's when people would go and see a movie because of who was in it. Whereas now, yeah. it's not about that. It's about like, oh, it's a Marvel movie. I'll go and see it. Who's in it? I don't care. Yeah, it's, it, it's the franchise. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, uh, that kind of sucks. So let's kick it off with uh, 2010. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going... For, yeah, 2010. I was thinking, wait, 2010 is like last year, but then I forgot that we're not in 2010. <laughs> you forgot <laughs> that we're not nine years ago. Yeah. Um. So I think the instant one that everyone would think of with 2010 would be Inception. Uh, that's not actually in my list. <laughs> wow. Yes, I remember I, uh, what's in your list, actually. We've got the same yeah. two other movies, but like Inception, yeah. let's, let's discuss that. Because yeah, that was, sure. I'll spoil it here, that was the number one highest grossing action movie That of does not surprise me, it's a Nolan. Yeah, and it's like, it's so inventive in its action. Yeah, like, the the way that they made it, the, especially that, um, the spinning hallway scene. Yeah. Like, that bit is so good, and the fact that that's all real, like, the, the hallway is actually spinning, this, that, and the other. It's, yeah. a, it's a very famously known bit of trivia about the making of that movie now. Yeah, that, you know they they span the hallway, and I feel like that actually that actually works better. Like when you're watching it, and you know that it's real, that makes you feel more immersed. So like when yeah, we're watching like you... when we're watching those Mission Impossible movies, like Fallout, and you see Tom Cruise flying a helicopter and falling out of a helicopter, and you you know you know about the behind the scenes, you know that that's real. You're like, holy shit, yeah. that's real. Like you you see the halo jump, and you and you think. What the like? How? How yeah. is that real? Because you feel, know that yeah. that's real. That's the only re. That's the those are the only movies that actually work with outside knowledge. Because if you went into that yeah. movie, just you'd be like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." But then if you go into it with outside knowledge, knowing that they actually did this, that Tom Cruise actually just it. wants to kill himself, then. <laughs> You'd be like, I mean, that's he's, insane. A, he's a Scientologist. I'm pretty sure that's probably why he's doing all these <laughs> stupid stunts. <laughs> it's the he's, only way out of he it. He wants to get up to a level eight wizard. <laughs> no, um, he just wants to get out of it and he can't get out by, you know, actually getting out. So he just, I'm going to die instead. Um, so in- Inception is on my list. Um, I absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's iconic at this point. Everyone, you know, people talk about their favorite movies and if you're in a group of people, at least one of them will say Inception. Yeah, like Inception's a fantastic movie. I I do love it, but for me, the the thing that uh, replaced Inception was one of the other two movies. But the one that's not in yours, that's in mine, is um, Red. Red. Uh, Red with Bruce Willis. I think that was twenty twelve. Uh, no, why did I say twenty twelve? It's twenty ten. I've got it in my twenty twenty list. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Oh my god! What is wrong with you? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm, my brain is mush. I'm I'm smooth braining today. I'm smooth braining. I'm Ooh, smooth braining. That's so gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, um, like Red, 2010, Bruce Willis. I consider this the unofficial fifth Die Hard movie. Um, we don't count Die Hard Five as a Die Hard movie because it's not. No, it's not. It's um, it's it's not. It's just not it's Die just Hard. Bad. Just because it's got Die Hard in the name doesn't mean that it's Die Hard. 
Uh, red is Die Hard. Die Hard Five is Red. Um, I consider he went into witness protection and somehow became a CIA agent through witness protection. Oh yeah, definitely. And, that's um, exactly how it happened. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's how it happened. That's canon. But um, Red has like John Malkovich as well, Helen, Helen Mirren, and um, Morgan Bruce Freeman. Willis. Uh, Morgan Freeman. I forgot Morgan Freeman was in that movie. Um, yeah, I, John I Malkovich watching... is a lot of fun in that movie. John Malkovich is hilarious in both of the movies. Yeah, John Malkovich is so funny. Is it, is it the first one where he's got that pig and it's got like a grenade launcher in it? <laughs> he carries around like a teddy pig the entire movie. You're just wondering why the hell are you carrying that around? Like this cynical old man who's scared of the government has like phones stacked on phones stacked on phones for one phone <laughs> and it's just like it's like seven flip phones just duct taped together basically and it carl urban's in it as well isn't he he's trying to hunt yeah carl down. urban's in it yeah and it is it's such a good movie it, it's such a just a fun movie it's an adaptation of um, a comic i think the comic's owned by dc yeah it is so it's a technical dc movie uh, so that hang on that means really that means that all three of your 2010 movies are comic, are comic movies. book movies yeah Mad. like 2010 was a good year for comic book movies yeah in, it was like, in my list anyway yeah um, um so we'll we'll so the other two that we've got we've got kick-ass which is you know that's it's so good. Like, there's not much is, we can really remember, say about um, Kick-Ass is actually probably, I think it's known as the most expensive mo- indie movie ever made. Really? Yeah, right. Wow. Because, so, do you know how, like, they got the funding for that? How? Um, I, I mean, I've, I've forgotten. So, See, you I bring that, up a bit of trivia, they're like, I no, don't know I either. Know I'll just Google it. I've who directed it. <laughs> Uh, it was Matthew, Matthew Vaughn. Vaughn, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, Matthew Vaughn basically, um, like, he really wanted to adapt it, and um, when he like gave it to a company, like they weren't giving him like, a big enough budget, and so then he spoke to a load of um, basically his friends. He got a load of his friends who were big like movie people. Yeah. And um, did a roundtable basically pitching it, and just asking for donations. So he developed it all himself as an independent movie you do you see that film you don't think it's an indie movie at all no but it is an independent film wow and it's the most like that just proves that independent film isn't always budget filmmaking it's making a movie without a company yeah um, only with a distribu- distribution company without a production company mad what a guy what and a so, absolute um, he, he made that movie uh, and kick-ass is so good it is the, so much fun. Chloe Grace Moretz is a revelation. She's. I'm so glad that she was in this movie because she's gotten so many roles from it. And it, it's yeah, perfect. yeah, this was like, like, first, a fantastic first actress. Christopher Mintz Plaza is really good. Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah. as Kickass. Yeah, like he's, when, he, when he's, he's shouting at that cat, he's like, "Fuck you, Mister Bitey." <laughs> See, the thing is that the, the bit that always got me in Kickass was when he gets randomly run over by a car out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Like, he's already been beaten the shit out of, and he walks into the street, boom, car hits. So you're just like, all oh, right, shit. I, and um, then this is um, also, like, Nicolas Cage. So Nicolas Cage is fantastic in Kickass. <laughs> Nicolas Cage he's is so good. prime in this movie. Um, I think what that I think my favourite scene in the movie is when he... Um, He's, he's after that the, with the cat 
and he yeah. drops down and trips that guy over and then that guy's getting beaten up and he goes in and defends this guy and the, the, everyone's standing like f- filming it like that kid walks yeah. into the restaurant and like there's a guy outside dressed like a superhero beating up a bunch of dudes it's f***ing awesome yeah <laughs> and so they're all filming <laughs> like, it and he's the beating these guys up superhero movie yeah exactly and then he's like defending this guy and, and this guy pulls out a knife and he's like are you really gonna die for this guy it's like what the hell is wrong with you? It's like, and three assholes laying into one guy while everyone else watches? Yeah, I'd rather die. So bring it on. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it just gives me chills it's, even talking it's about it. genuinely like, when when you think about it, like, Kick-Ass is the most realistic superhero movie because it's not about superheroes with powers. It's about people becoming, like, genuinely good citizens and having to stand up for what's right. Yeah, and, like, just beating and, people up with sticks and wearing latex. Yeah, like, it, it, like, it, it does that kind of thing in such a, in such a good comedic aspect. It's honestly like one of the most genuine films. Yeah, because it set, it gets a message across with some great action, great some action. hilarious moments. Yeah, and a fantastic cast, and you can tell that this didn't have any big production company laying their hands on it. I really it just like has so much art. I really like the score. The score is fantastic. Yeah. Um, doesn't this one also have um, like uh, like the cuts have comic book transitions and stuff like that as well doesn't it some of the moments do yeah yeah some like that kind of thing I'd love that kind of thing in any comic book movie the, the next one that we'll talk about has is has an abundance of those yeah and a, and a lot of like video game styles um, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take the lead on this this is a Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world Scott Pilgrim versus the world by um, Edgar Wright and yeah. it is perfect I love that movie so damn much <laughs> It's probably the most accurate comic book adaptation when it comes to adapting a comic book because it's literally like a lot of the shots are exactly like stills from the comics. Yeah. And like you can compare them side by side and they look exactly the same. Just one is basically like RTX on RTX off. (laughs) And it's just like basically just the most comic book movie. Yeah, it is. That there is because it's got comic Um... book transitions. It's got little like the flaps coming up on screen like the old Batman the shows, yeah. but like they actually come up with the characters' punches. And the the one scene that always makes me die of laughter is uh, when she goes to his house. I think it's when Knives goes to his house. And um, he's just like, oh no, don't tell her I'm here. And then he jumps out of the jumps window. Jumps out the window. You know what? He just left. Yeah, and, like they so casually do that. Is the funniest thing. I every time I watch it, I have to rewind that moment because I have to watch it at least twice. Everything, everything in this movie, myself. just the pacing is so perfect. I feel like if you showed this to anyone over the age of seventy, they'd have a heart attack. Yeah, because <laughs> the movie is so fast. It's so fast it paced without feeling like too like without feeling like you're leaving any moments behind. But the editing is yeah. so intense, and it's like it it's also such has a. Um... My favorite in-movie band. Oh yeah, with a <laughs> Sex Bubble. What? What? <laughs> the Sex Bubble. Already, that's a reference. Is it? That's a Mario reference. The Bobombs. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> they're, they're called Sex Bobom. Like this film is filled with so many video game references, and there's also um, like there's some really good songs in that. Like Garbage Truck is genuinely a banger. Yeah, it is. And um, and then Br- there's um, Brie Larson's version of Black Sheep. 
Oh my god, Black Sheep! I listen to on a daily basis because it's actually <laughs> incredible. This is my favorite film with Brie Larson in. Um, I love Brie Larson. Yeah, especially in this movie. If you if you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim, because uh, it was like disgustingly underseen at the cinema, uh, check it well, out. Well, yeah, man. that's because of um, the. It was a very scattered release to the point where everybody was just pirating it at the start. Yeah, and that's why it never. It sadly never got a sequel, but there is um, apparently talks to adapt it into animated oh cool cool. um, like aspect because like if they do it with the like the style that the characters are drawing in a comic that would be perfect yeah and by the way mary elizabeth winstead mary elizabeth winstead as ramona flowers is the dream (laughs) she is the manic pixie dream girl she started please call me (laughs) please I will simp um, so hard for you, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I feel like if she had an OnlyFans, you'd pay God knows, like, all of your student finance. All of it. it. All of the months. Every, all of the... It's basically what, like, a load of people have done with Belle Delphine now that she's back. <laughs> um. So, the, the other ones on my potential list were um, the other guys. But I feel like yeah. I didn't want to put that in because it's more of a comedy. It's a comedy. It's not even got much action in it, though. No, like, not got, really. It's um, got very little action. Like, I, but it's a very, it's such an underrated comedy, though. It is, yeah. A lot of people don't talk about it. Um, I've got Predators in my list as well, the one with Adrian Brody. I genuinely quite like that movie. It's really fun and quite I think dark. I've watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's much better than... It's the second best Predator movie. That's not saying much, though. There's not many good <laughs> Predator movies, are there? Um, and the other one I've got is the the A-Team from 2010 with uh, Liam Neeson. You know what? That film is a low-key banger. I actually really yes! like that Yes, it is. It is a low-key banger. They it fly genuine, a tank. It's a proper guilty pleasure of mine because I know yes. that like, it's supposed to not really be that good, especially like with the original A-Team, but... They sh- they fly a tank. They fly a tank. How is that not good? It's so How good. How is that not cool? Yeah, the action's really fun. The chemistry between everyone's really good. Bradley Cooper's brilliant. Bradley Cooper's amazing. And uh, it's Shalto Copley, who's um yeah the uh the medic, and then they've yeah. got they've got this guy. I just, what's his f- name? He is he has the most insane name. Who's playing um Mr T? Yeah. Um, I, I, when, the, when it comes to the 18, like I, no matter what, I will every now and then just boot up the scene on um on YouTube where they're just flying a tank. Right, you ready for this? They just start shooting a tank to be able to fly it. So he, he play this guy plays B. I, I always get confused whether Mr T's name is actually Mr T or B A Baracus, but the the character name is B A Baracus. Um, <laughs> he is called Quinton Rampage Jackson. Imagine your middle name actually being Rampage. What a legend. That is the perfect, like, name to actually say. Like, to have him in Rampage. Like, it's going to be a Rampage. My middle name is Rampage. And then in the credits, is actually Rampage. Imagine that. Um, That would have been perfect. They should have cast him, not Dwayne the Bloody Rock Johnson. His is The Rock, not Rampage. (laughs) Dwayne um, the Rampage Johnson. That's a much better name, actually. But yeah, 2010, pretty fun year. Were there any other movies yeah. that I haven't mentioned that were on your list? Um, I forgot to write down honorable mentions. That's fine. I've done it for you. <laughs> um, so the the three highest grossing action movies from 2010 
where uh, the number one was Inception, 825 million. Uh, This is worldwide. Um, The number two was Iron Man 2. That doesn't surprise me, even though it's... Um, Not let's great. move on yeah 624 <laughs> million and then uh, because of the website I was using the uh, it only showed the top 10 from that year and the only one that actually seemed kind of action-y was uh, How to Train Your Dragon so that uh, made 495 million How to Train Your Dragon is great I love that film yeah I've still not watched the third one it's really good I know I know um, let's move on then to 2011 uh, 2011, I only have two for this year. I've only got two, and I guarantee they're the same two. Let's say them at they the same time. They're going to be the same. Same at the Go same on. time. Three, two, one. The Raid Mission and Mission Impossible, Impossible 4. Yeah. <laughs> Mission Impossible 4 and The Raid are two of my favourite action films of all time. It's, this is such a hard one to choose between, though, of, like, the best one. Because The Raid <laughs> is... Like, they're such different action movies, but they're so perfect in everything they do. Like, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol brought back the Mission Impossible series from being a good film, a horrible film, a decent film, to a great film. Yeah. Like, this kicks... This is like a reboot trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Brad Bird really kicked this into gear. Really kicked this franchise into gear. I was so surprised, though, that that's Brad Bird. I genuinely didn't know that that was Brad Bird. It was just like... This dude has so is so damn good. He did The Incredibles and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And Iron Giant. And Iron Giant! Like, come on! This dude is amazing! Give yeah. him all of the movies. Um, obviously give him Lee Winnell. <laughs> you've got Just the... Give um, him Lee Winnell. With, with Mission Impossible, you've got the uh, the famous Burj Khalifa scene. Which, oh my by the way, that scene is not just on the tower that scene is so long because you've got you've got the tower bit where he's climbing up and he's running around and then yeah. he gets back in and that's intense enough and then it goes this this is a trend that follows in the next few mission impossible films that we'll discuss where the middle section of the movie is just non-stop there is no downtime because yeah. like in this it goes from that climbing up he gets back in and then they've got like two minutes to like suit up and meet these people to do the swap. And then that seems really intense. And then that scene like kicks off. And then Tom Cruise has to chase this guy through a sandstorm that turns into a on foot chase, turns into a car chase. And then he crashes the car into the guy head first. It's like, what is happening? It's so good. Honestly, Mission Impossible is like the pinnacle like action franchise if you haven't watched any mission impossible movie you need to watch them all even the really bad second one just so you can appreciate appreciate the last exactly you can appreciate what a genuinely fantastic action movie is yeah because i will always stand by that first one that first one is really good it's a very different toned movie yeah it is It, it doesn't feel like a mission impossible movie but it is a damn good movie yeah, it is. The second one doesn't feel like a Mission Impossible movie because it's bad. Third one I quite and, like. But the third one, it feels more like what Mission Impossible is supposed to be. And I I sat on the third one for quite a while. I, I, I've recent, well, not recent, like past year and a half or so, ever since um, like Fallout came out, I rewatched the entire tri- the entire franchise before Fallout. Yeah, and same. I started to actually genuinely enjoy Mission Impossible Three. I think it's still the second worst one, Fair but enough. it's still a damn good movie. 
it is a fun movie it's got good you know villains it's got a very cringy fourth wall break I still don't know like, what you mean. You've mentioned this before. I still don't know what it's, you mean. So basically, it's I know you've told me like, it. You told me it. I need to watch the re- yeah. rewatch the movie. Yet. You need to rewatch it because he just goes Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall and then falls off the wall. It's like, why do you say why Tom Cruise? Why you don't need to break the fourth wall? Um, the other movie is The Raid. Yeah, which the, is The Raid is a Indonesian action film that we've talked directed to death. by a Welsh guy. Directed by a Welsh guy, Gareth Evans. Um, like, who's a genius? It turns out. Who yeah, like, uh, people will actually know of him now, though, for um, Gangs of London on um, on Sky. Yes, he also did Apostle on Netflix, and he yeah. did The Raid and The Raid Two, um, and the, everything he has done is brilliant. I loved Apostle. Yeah, I I really need to rewatch that because I was a bit iffy on it. But um, the I, The Raid, oh. The Raid. I read up on this. The Raid wasn't actually meant to be a movie. Because his his initial idea was just to have was the, the raid, raid two, and that was the yeah. movie. But he didn't get the budget, so he had to make this for like no money at all. Made this yeah. first one, and then so he could make the second one. And you can really tell that this is just like this is just a showcase for what is going to be in the second one. So like the big long action sequences are just yes. a precursor to what's going to happen in the second one. Can we also just acknowledge that I don't think John Wick would exist if the raid didn't exist either. No, it would not. You are absolutely because like John Wick takes a lot of the style of fighting and a lot of the style of the camera of the shots as well from the raid. Yeah, it but does. That is perfect for John Wick. It, it's basically John Wick feels kind of like a, an American modernization of the raid. Yeah, which you know well, what. I'm more than down. If Keanu Reeves is in the raid, like, because they even have characters from the raid and the raid two in John Wick three. Yeah, um, we'll we'll discuss more about like, like what a reboot, a remake would look like in the raid in the next year, because there is a yeah. movie that is very similar. But um, so the raid, like, it follows. If you haven't seen it, it follows a group of police officers who in who like do a raid on this big apartment building that's like. They're at the bottom, and at the top is this gangster, this head head gangster, and they're, they're like halfway kingdom, up the basically. building when he finds them, he realizes they're in there, and says to everyone, "Hey, listen, if you kill these guys, I'll let you like stay here rent free or something." Yeah, it's like rent free for life if you kill all of these guys, and it's so it's literally just these guys fighting off. A building find of off an entire apartment's worth of people who are mostly drug addicts and criminals, most likely able to fight. Yeah, and it's um, there's it's not just like the crazy action; it's the intense sequences as well when they're hiding behind that guy's wall, and the guy just yeah, puts oh a machete through God. the wall and it cuts on his chin, and there's like a bit of blood on the knife, so he has to like grab it and just wipe the blood off as it comes through oh. the wall again. F-ing hell, that's intense. Um, I think the second one's better, but this one worked as a standalone movie. I could sit and watch this all day. It's an hour and a half. Second one you can like watch standalone as well. I know, but like the the second one's like two and a half hours, so you need to like prep for it. But this one, you need to you need to have a bit more time for it. But this, even if you don't like reading subtitles, this doesn't have a lot of talking. Yeah, you don't need the subtitles. You just it's mostly just wha wha ya 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 ya. It's just a lot of action. If you if you don't like... And people are getting stabbed and shit. Yeah, like, if you don't like 
quite intense action, you're probably not going to enjoy this. No. But say if you like John Wick, you're going to adore this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's not as many, like, headshots as there is in John Wick. That's more like gunfu. That's what they call it, gunfu. Yeah, that is literally gunfu, but, like, gunfu exists because this movie exists. Yeah, because, like, it's, because it's all, use... like, the... You see, like, the bones breaking, the blood come yeah. out, people impaled there's, it's and also shit. also, like, because within John Wick, I've always um, talked about this with, like, people. So, like, it's kind of like he's dancing with his fight. And yeah. And it feels like that in this. It yeah, feels it more like dance than an actual fight scene because it's not like traditional fight choreography. No, it's, it's not, not just punch, 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 punch. It's punch, kick, spin around, do a backflip, kick him in the f- face. And I think like, I think it, the important thing to know is like between this and say a, I know you it's on your list later on, but like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's not like fist like fist in the air, cut. Fist in the air, cut. Fist in the air, cut. Like, reaction shot. Like, and then someone flying yeah. away. You actually see... Like, the takes are long. And the edits yeah, only happen it, uh, at necessary points. Yeah. So you can tell where everyone is. There's no confusion. The edits happen more, I feel, because of the budget. I feel like he could have... He, yeah. he would have wanted to do this without any cuts if he had the budget to there's do that. There's more... There are more long takes in the second one. I'll give you that. Uh, th- exactly, because there's a much bigger budget, so he's able to, you know, do this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. He's able to like give up it, like give off his dream of, you know, this is what I actually wanted to make. This was basically the short film version of this, because I needed the budget for this. I needed yeah. the funding. So this is a proof of concept, and it's a per- it's a fantastic proof of concept it as is. a film by itself. As a, it's a damn good action film story wise. It's actually re- like if you start reading into it, I think um, Jeremy Johns actually did a review on it somewhat recently. Yeah, he did, and he delved into the story a lot more. And the story is actually fantastic when you start reading into it. Yeah, like it, it, on on the surface, it's literally just man fights other man, and that's it. <laughs> but when you start actually reading in, reading in between the lines, and you start actually like seeing the relationship between these people and between everything going on. Yeah. A lot happens and it is fantastic. I love the raid so much. Yeah, the raid is a it's it's always going to be a recommend on here and the raid 100%. too as well. But we'll we'll get to that in a moment. Um, the other movies in 2011 that I wrote down were uh, Fast Five, which really could have been on yeah. this list because Fast Five actually, is a belt. Fast Five is. Fast Five is genuinely a really good movie. That's the one where they steal the vault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> like, it's such a stupid movie, but it's so fun. Like it's... the Fast and Furious franchise is my guilty pleasure completely. Yeah, yeah. I, I've still not watched um Eight or Hobbs and Shaw. This but is I love all of them because they're just so dumb. Fast fun. Five is definitely the best one. It's because it. This is where the new Tokyo like, Drift. They sort of new. Oh, Tokyo Drift sucks, man. Hey, Tokyo Drift is great. Everyone's favourite is Tokyo Drift, and I watched it. And it's f-ing dog shit. It's so Jesus good. You just like Christ. the action and the cheesy one liners where it's just like, we're family. It's like, no. no it's not man, about this, family. It's about racing. The action in this is so good. The Rock comes in and saves this franchise single handedly because the director is the same from the fourth one, and the fourth one is maybe my least favourite. It's either yeah, four or two that I hate the most. Fourth one is literally just called Fast and Furious, though, isn't it? Yeah. I the fourth one I think was originally supposed to be kind of like a, a, um, a soft reboot because because like 
what you can so the annoying thing is with um, these movies there's a weird timeline where the third one is actually set before i think it's six set it's set, af- it's set six. after six it's set at the end of six basically yeah and it's just like i i was so confused i was like wait that's the same scene from tokyo Tri- why are they doing this timeline now yeah what's it's... the point six movies in three movies later what's the point like this movie kind of kickstarted the whole fuck up the timeline just do it again anyway thing yeah because a did. lot of franchises seem to do that now yeah they do um like x-men have done it dc are doing it well spe- speaking of x-men x-men first class came out in 2011 we x-men mentioned first that class last week feel like... it's yeah. uh it's it's good Good. It doesn't feel much of, a, of an action film, though. It's that, not that's like... why. That's why it's only on the potentials. Yeah. Um, and the other one I wrote down was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. We discussed this. We feel like this is the only Harry Potter movie that could class as an action mo- movie. It it is basically all third act, but the, the Deathly Hallows Part Two, I actually. I oh genuinely... yeah, it's a great after, movie. After after rewatching all the Harry Potters recently, I I came to a big love of. Um, part one finally because i yeah i don't ever watch part one the first time and i didn't really like part one that much i thought it was very boring and slow but that's because i was a stupid little kitty wink <laughs> and um now i adore part one uh, quite a lot it's it's really good yeah um so the highest grossing movies from 2011 action movies um yeah. number one was harry potter and the death of hellos part two uh with 1.3 yeah. billion mad number two is a Transformers Dark of the Moon with 1.1 Oof. billion. Oof, that's a bad one. I went to see that. At the yeah, of course you did. Course and you um, did. number I three, watching after the third. <laughs> number three is a uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol uh, with 695 million. Well deserved. Yeah, it deserves more money. But you said um, you said you start you only watched the Transformers movies at, stopped watching them after the third one. Yeah. Yeah, Dark of the Moon is the third one. I stopped watching after the second one. <laughs> I think I watched half of the third one, and I was just like, "This is shit." The second one, I, is, I understood what it was. Sh- the second one is atrocious. Properly the second atrocious. one I loved as a kid. I rewatched it like when I was older, and then I realized it was bad. But the f- that first one is so fun. That first one is so like. Chill I haven't, I haven't seen the first fun. one in years. I really, I still stand by that first one. I think that first, if they could have built off the first one a bit better, I re- they could have done a good franchise and not King Arthur and dinosaurs. Yeah, good God, Michael Bay really f***ed that franchise. Yeah. I mean, he also f***ed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that's not gone gone anywhere, has it? So, twenty twelve, <laughs> um, we see the well, the one of the biggest movies at the time um, came out in twenty twelve. The real, I we I mean, Iron Man was the birth of the MCU, but this was when really people started taking it seriously. Uh, the Avengers, yeah. Avengers Assemble, yeah came out and, assemble, uh, um, that's obviously in both our things yeah was like the biggest thing in the world it's um we'll i'll probably discuss my experience at the movies with this next I week i didn't actually go and see Te- wink wink tease tease MCU for next week's film. podcast yeah i didn't go and see an mcu film in cinemas until i think civil war wow yeah it took me a while because um i i I watched them at home and I was really enjoying them. I was a big Marvel fan. I was all like, when I was a kid, I was just like, I want Spider Man. I, I, I was literally just J. Jonah and James. Like, Send me pictures of Spider Man. Get me pictures of Spider Man. Get me pictures of Spider Man. I loved 
Spider-Man so much, I felt like I was cheating on Spider-Man by going and seeing these movies in the film in the cinemas. And then Civil War came out, I was like, Spider-Man's in it! I can see this one now! And I loved it, and then I started, and then I rewatched all of the MCU. And I was like, damn, these are mostly good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with, yeah, with my, my first Marvel movie in the cinema was Thor. Ooh, that's a bad one. I loved it at the time. I, that, there's, <laughs> a, there's a post I keep that keeps coming up on my memories on Facebook that I say, I've just seen Thor. It's my favourite movie. I'm like... Just having a hairball. Yeah, we, we love the Avengers films. We've discussed this so many times. We won't bore you again. <laughs> we discussed this at the start of, the bloody, of this episode as well. Like yeah, how we, we did. love Avengers and love superhero movies. We're just nerds. We are. Nerd! Nerd! Um, next one on my list is uh, Skyfall. See, I, I've i watched Skyfall. This is the only Bond film I have fully ever watched. Wow. And um, I think it's fine. I think it's a decent action movie. It's an all right movie. It's a good spy movie, but I just don't care about Bond at I get all. That. I think it's just... I think the franchise has just become the same movie. It's kind of like COD games, where it's just the same thing over and over with a yeah, different yeah. music in. Like, I just... I think I kind this of, is... I never got into it, even though my mum's my into it, my brother was into it when I was a kid. I was just like, yeah, James Bond is all right. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, this was the first Bond movie I ever watched. And I watched this at the cinema. And I, it's just, it's even it, it, when it turns up on telly, I will sit and watch it, no matter where it is. Because it's so watchable. This movie it's a very is so, rewatchable movie. But it's, it's so relentlessly entertaining until, like, there's a big lull towards the end when they get to the house in Scotland. See, you know what? That was actually my favourite part of the movie, well, weirdly enough. Like, the, that was the most interesting part. Like, the, the it, but it, it feels like it takes a long time to, like, finally pick up. But it, then when it does pick it does. up, it's right at the end with, like, this big action sequence. It's amazing. It's amazing again. I think the cinematography is beautiful. It's yes. a stunning movie to look at. Um, I think uh, Javier Bardem is... He's just great anyway, isn't he? Javier Bardem yeah. is just a great actor. Um, this is... Um, is this the one where... Uh, which one's the one with Matt Mickelson as a villain? Is that this one? No, that's Casino Royale. I feel like I'll enjoy that one just because it's Matt Mickelson. Casino Royale is a b- 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 belter. It's I feel the, like I should watch one. more Bond before I start judging Bond in general. But like, I I know I've seen other bits of Bond, and it's just like, well, it feels the same. And I prefer the parodies. Like <laughs> Austin Powers is hilarious. Uh, Johnny English was my favorite film as a kid. Yeah, when we like, have... they're just full parodies of them, and it's just like, I, I yeah, I prefer the parodies because it takes the piss out of the spy genre. I've seen so many spy films at this point. Like, this is just the most spy film. When um. When we get when No Time to Die eventually does come out, we'll uh, do a Bond episode where we watch all of Daniel Craig's ones. Okay, I was going to that... say if you want me to watch all of the Bond movies, you can count <laughs> me out. But I'll watch the Daniel Craig because I like Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a he's a good actor. I like yeah, he him. Is. He's married to Rachel Vice. Yeah, he is. Um, is that... Yeah, Sky. I really like Skyfall. What 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 what's uh? Tell me another movie on your list. Uh, for 2012, it's um, Jack Reacher. Mm. 
I um I actually love this Jack the one Reacher. with Chris Pine. Uh no, that's um Jack Ryan. I think that Jack Ryan, yeah. So we'll um, Jack Reacher was we'll that twenty twelve? Yeah, that's twenty twelve with um Tom Cruise. Yeah. Shit. It Damn was. good movie. Damn good movie. Such an underrated movie. It's Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. Have you heard it, the news does... that they're uh, have you heard the news that they're thinking about rebooting it as like an R rated thing? Hundred percent down for that. Yeah, they 100%. said they may be developing an R-rated Jet Reacher movie. I'd be, yeah, I'd be if Tom it. Cruise is in it and Chris McQuarrie is directing it, hundred percent down. Yeah, definitely. Those and guys we'll, just um, need to make all of the water. action movies. Yes, they do. Yeah, Jack Reacher is like one of the most underrated action movies in my opinion. I absolutely love it. It's um based on the books by Lee Child, and um, I've only ever read one of the books, and the books are phenomenal from what I've read. Yeah, they're, like they're really good, and I think that this movie is just so under the radar for so many people that they it needs to be adapted into something bigger than just you know a TV um, show. Because I know um, there's Jack Ryan, and that's like I think that's also Lee Child. That is either Lee Child or Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, it's Tom Clancy. Yeah. So um, like this needs like the I know we did a sequel with uh, Never Go Back. I don't think I ever watched it because I heard really bad things, and it's just yeah. like it's such a shame because the first Jack Reacher is so interesting and fun. Yeah, that it deserves a movie adaptation, and um, it's, I it's just sad that it didn't like get as seen as much. I actually do remember this coming out because my nan is a really big fan of the books. And she was yeah. really disappointed that Tom Cruise was cast because apparently Jack Re- Jack Reacher is meant to be this like big guy, and Tom Cruise is such a teeny little man. <laughs> he is tiny. He is really small. But God the thing is, him. though, like it doesn't really matter, does it? Like just because he's small doesn't mean that he can't play a character. That, that's yeah. smallism. No size doesn't matter. Little people size are not everything. a race. This you isn't know. Game of Thrones. It's- it's not. It's, a, it's about what you do with it, not about how big it is. Exactly. Um, it's not how big Jack, your penis is. So Jack Reacher, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, what? Go yeah, on. Jack, what's your uh, What's your third pick? So my third pick is uh, Dark Knight Rises. Wow. Wasn't any other okay. 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 <laughs> there, there wasn't any other movies to pick, and I actually really like Dark Knight Rises. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's it's not. It's the worst of the trilogy, but it's still damn good. Yeah, I um, I have. There's so many nitpicks and plot holes I can pick in that movie. I did it. We did an episode on it um, back in my old flat, and it's um, yeah. I get really angry at that movie because there's so many like plot inconsistencies that you're just like, wait, how the f- does that work? And it just <laughs> the whole movie just unravels completely logic wise. Yeah, it it's the least structured one of the trilogy, and it's it's sad that it is because Bane, like Tom Hardy as Bane, is so damn good. Yes, he is. He is. He's the best I, part I, of the movie. I, Tom Hardy is one of my favourite actors. Yeah. I, I like. I want him and buddy Tom Cruise and Chris McQuarrie as a movie. <laughs> like, that would be awesome. Um, I'm surprised that you haven't picked my third option. I have Go a on. feeling you might not have seen this. Go on. Dread. I haven't, actually. I've watched a bit of Dread, and I was really enjoying it. And I, felt, I have this thing where I just fall asleep because I'm tired. I, I'll put on a movie you, at midnight. You have this fine. thing where you fall asleep when you're tired. That's crazy. I, yeah. I have that too. Like, uh, I, I'll put, a, I'll put a, thing, a movie on at night 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm wide awake. And half an hour into the film, I'll just pass out. It's <laughs> just like, all um, oh, right, yeah, I was watching that, wasn't I? And like, usually it would, um, like, I feel like in the middle of the night, I just wake up out of nowhere, put on YouTube, and then fall back asleep because I'll somehow wake up watching random Vanos gaming videos or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I will as well. <laughs> like, honestly, it was just, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, just like three men building a boat. It's just like, how did this get on? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dread is um, a adaptation of the Judge Dread comic books, and when I said remake of the raid, this is yeah. basically a remake of the raid. Like, I remember um, Jamie John saying this quite a lot as well. The plot is the same; it's just the, it, but it's just in this different type of world that's more hyper violent and like more stylized, and with like comic book characters. So they, they yeah. Judge Dread gets a call to this. Um, this apartment block with a rookie and he like then they see a murder and then they've got to get the way work the way up to the top to beat off um what's her face uh cersei lannister wasn't this supposed to be a 12 or something a 12 i thought i thought this was i remember uh, my school saying that they were going to go and see it because it was, it was a 12 and then i remember bro no this, not is seeing a, it. this is a hard 18 this is, is one of the most I violent movies it. I've ever seen in my life. I may have to watch it because it does seem good. But the whole thing that put me off it was uh, the fact that it was supposed to be like a non-R-rated movie. It's like, from what I've seen of Judge Dredd and what I know of Judge Dredd. No, nah, bro. This, nah, it kind of needs are, to be R-rated. Yeah. No, it's it's an 18. It's hard R. It's hard R. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I could go. I should go and see this. Yeah, Dredd is fantastic. Carl Urban is Judge Dredd. Yeah, I need to see this. If you do Carl need Urban. to see this. Carl Urban's in it. Obviously, I can't I, believe you've not Urban's seen this. It's it's hard to find What's anywhere. What's weird though is I love Carl Urban. I've even like I love Carl Urban so much. I've even watched the crappy Doom movie from two thousand four, and I love <laughs> Carl Urban in that. Um, Carl Urban in that is the best part about that movie. The I think the interesting thing about this movie is the Blu-ray because you can only get the Blu-ray with the three D version. Because okay. this movie was like shot in 3D, and apparently in 3D it's beautiful. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I've got the. It comes with a normal Blu-ray as well, so you—you'll—you'll you'll have to borrow it, man. It's—it's it's amazing. I'll just buy it online or something. I imagine it's CX is like a fiver. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, Dread is fantastic. Another big recommend. It's si- similar to the Raid, but I think probably more accessible because you know it's American. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dread's fantastic. Again, criminally underseen. And um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down to see another one of these movies. If they wanted to like your... remake The Raid 2 with Dread, I'd be down for that. Uh, it's available to re- it's available to buy on Google Play for like six quid. I might just buy it at some point. Fair enough. Um, so uh, the um, high school... Oh, any potentials? Yeah. Uh, the potentials for 2012, I've got 21 Jump Street. Yeah, I, Again, I was going to include that uh, instead of Dark Knight Rises, but too more comedy. Of a comedy. Yeah, uh, the other one I completely forgot about is Looper. I've only ever watched Looper once, and I've, I'm met on it. I feel like I need to rewatch it. You do. It's fantastic. Looper's so good. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. uh, Bruce Willis, time travel action. See, I went through a, a phase of watching random Go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt and films. And um, then I ended up watching, oh, which one was it? Uh, Wanted. 
Yeah. And, uh, I stopped watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt films. No, Wanted's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is it? That's James Wait, McAvoy. Wait, no, it isn't. Why did I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Looper's really good. Uh, so, 2012, the top three were, I think you can probably rattle these off yourself. What was number one, David? For what? For 2012. For 2012, obviously number one is going to be the Spongebob movie. F*** you. <laughs> it's Avengers, 1.5 billion. Avengers. Number two, Skyfall with 1.1 billion. Yeah. And um, closely behind is uh, The Dark Knight Rises Dark with Knight 1 Rises. billion. So yeah, all three yeah. movies, billion dollar grosses this year. Mad. Uh, that is not the last time we'll see that. No. Uh, um, so, 2013... 2013, for me, this was the hardest one. Okay. Because there are... There are a few movies that I'd want to put in, but, but you they're, they're all just, like... None of them are, like, to the standard as the other ones that I've picked. So, yeah. like, I look at I look at 2012, and all three of those movies, I think, are bangers. Whereas here, I've got three on the potentials and like they're all just like between good and mediocre none of them like rise above so i feel like they're all just on the same sort of level what about okay, you let's hear you let's hear you three then well th- 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 those are three on potential but i've got two picks i've Go got on. um the number one for me would be snowpiercer yep same um yeah we've we've mentioned this a couple of times it's a bong joon ho movie uh, the humanity's on a train because the world ended. Yeah, um, based <laughs> ad- adapted from the um, French comic that was later translated into English and then um, into an American film and fantastic, absolute um, brilliant film. Um, it's got Chris Evans in it. Yeah, and he, he, he likes le- he like leads a revolt from the back of the train to the front of the train because well, the front of the train was where all the rich people live. Yeah, the action yeah. is um is brutal in this, especially that. Uh, that scene in the dark oh god like it's it's a very it's a gut-wrenching brutality though it's not like the oh my god he ripped that guy's off that's awesome it's like oh my god they've just that that must have hurt that that yeah. is painful it's because like, it's, it's such a gut-wrrenching because it's, it's so realistic a, looking yeah it's, it's so realistic looking it's such a a dark concept and also weirdly like true you could see this happening like these like the working class 100%. revolting against the upper class. One hundred percent. That kind of thing, like, has happened in the past with like riots and stuff like that. Yeah, the peasants revolt in the and, Middle Ages. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this kind of thing has happened. Just we we see it in this form of brutality, and we know that it's it such an interesting concept that yeah. was so perfectly visualized. And I'm so sad that they had to remake it into a TV show because people haven't seen the movie enough. Yeah. And apparently the TV show's just fine. Yeah, apparently it's okay. Um, I know that Stephen Ogg is in it from, um, weirdly enough, GTA Five. <laughs> Debbie <laughs> like, Diggs is in it. Debbie yeah, Diggs is like, the main part. Like, the main thing that I knew about this show is like, oh my god, Trevor's in it. Sick. Like, that was why I wanted to watch it, because I like Trevor. But I, thought, I, I like Trevor as Trevor. I don't like Stephen Ogg because it's Stephen Ogg. I like Stephen Ogg because he's Trevor. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, uh, what and my other pick is uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh oh shit! I forgot about that movie. 
Uh, yeah. Tro- Star Trek Into see, Darkness, man. I've got Snowpiercer in mind. Star Trek Into Darkness. See, I don't even care about Star Trek. Like, I only started to like Star Trek with the uh, the reboot movie. I've yeah, never me. watched any of the TV shows. I've never watched any of the original movies or anything like that. Yeah, I've me only neither. watched that trilogy. I've seen bits Star of Trek some of the seasons, but yeah. is incredible. It is so good. Yeah, a lot of people don't like this movie because like they say it like, takes some bits from like the Wrath of Khan, which like... I, and it's sort of flipped, but like, no matter what, I think like the there's only one bit of the plot that I don't like, and it's the whole magic blood thing. Yeah, that's used again in the Amazing Spider-Man Two by the same writer. Yeah. Um this the guy. I think just he just likes magic, magic blood. blood. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's the only drawback to this movie. But it's it's J.J. Abrams, and I think yeah. the way he J. J. Abrams shoots space, stuck with Star Trek. The way he shoots space is stunning i think i love yeah. the way the ships like you you see like the ship fall into earth at one point it's a wide shot and then it like zooms yeah. in and I, like, I love that sort of stuff because it just makes it look so much more real the cgi yeah, is good. in like top top quality benedict yeah, cumberbatch is really great as well yeah um peter weller's in i it. actually um... robocop after watching this ages ago, um, like ages after the movie release, even I actually ended up watching um, Sherlock because of his performance in this. Oh wow! Fair and um, loved Sherlock afterwards. Yeah. I, I adore it. Maybe not um, so much later parts, but you know, still great. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. For some reason, this movie gets a bad rep, and I honestly can't see why. I re I, I really like it. Um, beyond that got a bad rep and like everybody loved nah, into darkness from nah, pe- people didn't like into darkness people really liked star trek beyond but no one went to see it and yeah. now we, we might be getting a tarantino one i don't know it's, see that's a really funny story though i love the story of the tarantino one because it's such a stupid idea and then there's bloody simon Pegg saying don't worry it's not gonna be pulp fiction in space and then him saying no fuck you it is gonna be pulp fiction in space <laughs> It's just like, yeah, that's just the most Tarantino thing I can imagine. Just imagine Jules, but he's in space. That's it. I hate the fact that Simon Pegg and Quentin Tarantino now don't get on. Yeah. I hope they squash that beef, because I know Simon Pegg absolutely loves him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, For me, my other two are completely different. Uh, Mine is Red (laughs) 2. Bro, Red 2 sucks. Red 2 sucks. I know, but I still really enjoy it because it's red. It's much better than, oh. like, later Die Hard. So I was just like, oh yeah, I God. get more red. Dude, I went to the cinema to see Red 2 because I liked red so much. And I, as a kid at 13 years old, I thought, what a piece of shit that was. Oh, my God. See, I just like Helen Mirren and I like Linkin Park and they have both of those in it. So I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. Bro, I haven't watched I'm Red so 2 in a very long time. disappointed that you picked. I haven't watched it in so long, so... You know, oh my god! I feel like the other one you will be happy that I picked. Go on, um, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Right. Okay. I love The Dark Knight Returns um, yes. animated movies. They are possibly the best adaptations of Batman, other than The Dark Knight. Yeah. Because it show it tells the story of a much older Batman. It t- tells the story of just him frail and unable to work as well as he is a as he used to and he's having to actually gain help from friends yeah and like green arrow is in it very frequently very briefly and he green is. arrow is great in it um joker is 
I think it's performed by Mark Hamill again in this one. And I think so. Perfect. Do you know who plays Batman? Do you know who plays Batman? It's Peter Weller. It's Robocop. Peter Weller. Again. Yeah. He's he's a fantastic actor. He's perfect as Batman. It's Honestly, the, the Batman animated films are so much better than whatever the fuck DC are doing nowadays. They just need to stick with their animated stuff because The Killing Joke is insane. It's so good. I I know. Um, have you seen the? An- know, have, what... Did you watch the animated version? Of uh, the King Joke. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one they've got. The, Other the, than the no, comic. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. That is the not great. I really enjoyed it. I genuinely really enjoyed it. I think I enjoy the story of the Killing Joke more than the actual animated film. Like I know the story of the Killing Joke because of the animated film, and then I read the Killing Joke. The first half of it is I watched it with my dad, and the first half was laughable. Yeah, the the first half is trash. Yeah, but like as a whole, I enjoy that movie. Me and my dad genuinely. I watched it with my dad genuinely when they start making out. My dad genuinely like what what what. And I looked at him and he had this disgusted look on his face and we just both burst out laughing because then she just takes a shirt off and be like, what is happening? Yeah. It is a weird one, but the idea of the killing joke is so phenomenal. Yeah, I'd love to see a better take on it. I think they probably will at some point, but one thing that I'd love to see them do animated is the Batman Who Laughs. Oh yeah, you've mentioned this before. Batman Who Last fits perfectly into this whole like, dark universe within the anime. Because I don't think Batman Who Last would, would translate well to um, live action. No, definitely not. It's similar to how like Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe wouldn't translate well to live action, but would be perfect for animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because live action Batman, like Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, it's you wouldn't unless you've got the MCU cast, it wouldn't mean as much to you. Yeah, definitely. But like, the... Like it's safe they did Batman Who Laughs animated. Just imagine Batman going after all of his friends and killing them after yeah. becoming the Joker. Fair and enough. It's insane. But Batman Dark Knight Returns he is phenomenal. I love that film so much. It's the best animated Batman film easily. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. I just uh, I tr- I tried to stay away from animated films for this. But uh, yeah, fair enough. Batman Dark Knight Returns yeah, is uh, great. Honestly, I didn't give a shit. That's the only animated film I've got in my entire thing. I think. Yeah, there, there's and one. I was like, you know what? There, there's yeah, one later on in the uh, honorable mentions that I, that I didn't pick simply because it was animated. But um, yeah, the three that were. Um, wait, were there any others on yours? Uh, no, those were the three. Right, fair. Well, so Snowpiercer as well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's great. The the three here that I was really talking about that are just like, I re I like them, but like. Most they're just like mediocre to everyone else. It's Pacific yeah. Rim, not watched it's it. The Wolverine, yeah, and it's Iron Man three. You I re- still I stand by that. I movie. like all three of those. Iron Man three is one of the best MCU movies. It is shut your face, shut your damned face. It is. Uh, the Wolverine's really underrated for me, but like everyone else is just just forgets about these movies. So 2013, yeah. really kind of a forgettable year for action, which is a shame. Other than Snowpiercer. Well, pe- people didn't remember it. That's why they made a freaking TV show about it. Other than Snowpiercer. <laughs> the technical sequel to Willy Wonka. <laughs> Let's do 2014. <laughs> um, 
I think the three on this, I think two are nailed on. And I think the third could be changed with four movies. One of them is on your list, one of them is mine, and then I've got the other two that are on the uh, potentials. Okay. Um, The two that are instant going to be in there, The Raid 2 and John Wick. Yeah, for a second I thought you were... um... I thought we were on 2015 for some reason. So I was like, wait, <laughs> when? Wait, no, John Wick came out in 2014. I don't know why I didn't have The Raid 2 in my list. Um, just... Even though I think it's a better movie than these, but I think the... Like, I, I don't know, I just... Well, so The Raid the Raid 2 is not on your list? The Raid 2 actually isn't on my list, weirdly enough. I, um... What? Yeah, like, I love that movie so damn much, but I felt like I wanted to give... Other like some other movies. Other, well, then again, though, no, I have got Captain America: Winter Soldier on there. I've got like <laughs> four or five MCU movies, but I love Winter Soldier so damn much. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite. We've said this on the um, I don't know what episode it is. You do uh, the MCU competition. Episode my favorite. Six. Yeah, my favorite um, MCU movie is Winter Soldier. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I dig that. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll just touch on the raid too. It's like yeah, it's. Better than the raid. It, it, it's the raid one, but better. Yeah, with longer, with more interesting characters, a more interesting plot, um, more, like an insane fight scene at a prison, an insane car chase, where yeah. the cameraman had to dress up like a a car chair. Yeah. Um, there's the action sequence in the kitchen at the end. There's the oh, bat God, boy and the uh, hammer girl. Yeah, they're like amazing. Uh, when you yeah. said Bat Boy, all I could think of was Batman, but really tiny. <laughs> Bat um, Yeah, there's Bat so boy. much to this movie that he's. Nah, 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 Bat Boy! It's, um, yeah, The Raid 2 is fantastic. Check that out. Uh, John Wick. Yeah, Raid Yeah, John Wick's on my list. John Wick is. Um, it's Keanu Reeves, man. What a legend. <laughs> this was a, the full return of Keanu, though. I actually remember seeing the, um, the trailer about a year before the movie came out. And um, I remember it coming out in the, in the US way earlier than it came out in the UK. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest here, I did pirate. I um, I oh. watched it because it came out so early. I remember seeing the um, the trailer and thinking, I need to see this. And I saw it was on a... Um, well, I didn't pirate it. I streamed it on like one of those random streaming sites that are illegal. Um, yeah. so I saw it and I was like I, I need to see this I remember loving the trailer and I watched it and I was like damn this is re- actually really good because like the whole concept from the trailer was just literally just Keanu Reeves kills a bunch of people because they killed his dog and that's the movie but there's so much like different undertones to it there's so much more story yeah than that that he's built upon in the second and third one that I did not expect okay, John Wick so... was one of those surprise hits so John Wick in America came out on the 24th of October, 2014. Yep. Over here, we didn't get it until the 10th of April, 2015. Yeah, we got it nearly a year later. Yeah. It was like six months, six months later. Yeah, like we... It's honestly insane. Um, But yeah, uh, yeah, the world that John Wick sets up and gets expanded on in the later ones that we'll, we'll we will discuss when we get to them. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, John Wick, what a belter! 
absolute instant classic as well. Like uh, everybody started to enjoy it once. It, I think it came on Netflix in 2016. Yeah, and people just became obsessed with um, with John Wick. And then a year later, John Wick Two came out. I was like, oh my god, everybody needs to watch John Wick. And now, still, people even with, with all Wick. that hype, John Wick is still one of the top franchises, even in like mainstream audiences' eyes. Yeah. Which is genuinely interesting to me, the fact that they've gotten three movies in, and that's usually like the third movie is usually where action films start to die, yeah, quite badly, and it's still phenomenal. It is. Um, my number, th- my my third pick. Your third pick was a uh, the Winter Soldier. You said. Uh, no, my third pick is actually um, Edge of Tomorrow. Let's discuss that's... it. That was on my that I was that was on my like. Potential list because I've this I've, was uh, the one that was replaced by the raid two. Wow. Okay. Um. I'll, I'll let you take the lead on it then. Go on. Yeah. So, um, Edge of Tomorrow is once again another comic book adaptation. Yes. Uh, well, graphic novel technically because um, they are apparently different. I've heard. Um, I don't see the difference, but still, um, Edge of Tomorrow is one of those movies that is a once in a lifetime kind of thing where it's the most interesting concept with a fantastic cast that somehow works so perfectly together that it can't help but get underseen, weirdly enough. Yeah. Like, not enough people, like, know Edge of Tomorrow. I know, I think there is a sequel in the works still. Yeah, the movie lost money. it's been money. development hell. The but movie... they lost loads of money, and yeah. it sucked. Because... Edge of Tomorrow is one of the greatest ideas and one of the greatest action films I've ever seen, to be completely honest. Wow. Big shout. I genuinely love it. It is phenomenal. It's got such a great story, such incredible action, insane CGI, and just everybody... It's Emily Blunt, isn't it? Yeah. Like, she is perfect in this. Like, Emily Blunt is the main reason I wanted to watch um, A Quiet Place. Oh, wow. And I wanted to watch Quiet Place because I loved her in Edge of Tomorrow. And she's great in that as well, but she's perfect in this. She's a perfect cast. She is. And oh, there's Tom Cruise, so I was, I was going on a binge of Tom Cruise when I watched it anyway. <laughs> and um, he's he's got some some fantastic films and some um, other films. <laughs> um, the first time I watched <laughs> this movie, I, it, I when I watched it, it was during the phase of my life when every time I watched a movie, I would fall asleep. <laughs> so I didn't finish it. And I, I remember enjoying what I saw, but then didn't finish it. So I actually yeah. only watched it all the way through for the first time yesterday in preparation for this. Wow, really? Yeah. And I dug it so hard. It's so good. Um, See, I was going to rewatch it this week, but then I, I think, thought... I find it really interesting how you don't actually know when they're doing things, how many times he's done it. Exactly. It's similar to Groundhog Day. Yeah, there'll be, there's not like a montage of him doing it over and over again. Like there are bits, but then when when it really gets going, he'll just like come up to someone and say like, like that that fight he has with, um, with the two guys in his bunk. Who he's like, oh, yeah. we've been looking for you all day, and we're like, we've never seen this before. And he's like, guys, don't do this. And then he just knows exactly where he's going. It's like, yeah, man, he's done this a hundred times already. That's crazy. Like it's 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 kind of like Happy Death Day more than the Groundhog Day, if anything. Like yeah. it's literally just he relives his death over and over. He keeps on retry. It's like 
it's weirdly enough probably the most video game movie ever yeah because it's literally just he respawns and redoes the mission over and over yeah. again he's mission fail we'll get him next time yeah he's seen the same cutscene over and over again he's getting sick to death of it yeah to the point that he knows exactly what he needs to do up until the final boss yeah basically like, it's it's genuinely such a fantastic idea and i love edge of tomorrow so damn much yeah me too i think it was a little confusing with the marketing as well because when it came out it was like called edge of tomorrow and then the blu-ray was called live die repeat so people well it's still on the blu-ray it's like when you search for it online it's live die repeat but the the map like the case still says edge of tomorrow on it yeah but like the, the the phrase for the movie was live die repeat when i get on i loaded it up on my playstation and it came up saying uh the disc is a uh, live die repeat bracket like colon edge of tomorrow yeah so you know it's a weird one it's a weird one it's a weird one um the third pick for me was guardians of the galaxy i was going to include this but i didn't want to include too many mcu movies yeah that's it i was i started including so many marvel and superhero films i was just like i I really need to pick something else yeah but like that's that's really the the state of this decade it's the rise of the superhero movies you see now more and more in more and more of the years there's more and more superhero movies that are the biggest blockbusters and the best movies and also probably the best action movies that come out yeah exactly but the thing is it's because we don't see the better action movies that come out that year because the bigger blockbusters are coming out. Yeah, exactly. I can feel like that's probably why a lot of people slept on the Edge of Tomorrow because Guardians was coming out. Yeah, there was Ga- well, there was Guardians. The is, there was S- the Winter watch. Soldier. There was yeah. X Men: Days of Future Past. There was Amazing Spider Man Two that year as well. Yeah, like there were so many like Marvel movies in general that people just kind of slept on the entire like the rest of the movie. Like John Wick didn't get much didn't like make much in the cinema i don't think no like especially uh, like in the u.s it, it just didn't make much even though it's a keanu reeves movie and he, like people love keanu reeves only recently have people started to love keanu reeves again because of john wick yeah it, i think the reason it got a sequel was because of how many like blu-rays it's yeah fan demand literally yeah. fan demand um, people saw it it's like I've oh just, Keanu Reeves I'll buy that i just realized that people will be angry that i didn't even mention in 2013 that man of steel came out um yeah that's that's another one of those mediocre ones that's you know yeah it's just fine um yeah guardians of the galaxy though is um is one of the best marvel movies and for some somehow it's getting forgotten like it's it's people people like in that podcast that we did you guys were just like yeah guardians is great but like what about everything else like you guys are sleeping on the fact that guardians of the galaxy is one of the most like most creative Marvel movies. One of the most I individual love Guardians Marvel of the movies. Galaxy. I, I've grown more and more to love Guardians of the Galaxy after rewatching it a couple of times. I I genuinely do love it. I once again though, like I prefer Winter Soldier because Guardians was a new thing to me in the first place. I didn't even watch Guardians that year. I only rewatched. I only watched that like three years ago. I think maybe two years ago. Wow. And um, I loved it. It's just. I didn't love it as much as Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because Winter Soldier is a very special film to me. Fair enough. Fair and enough. And so, yeah, like, I, I I do love Guardians, but it's just not as good as the others. It's a lot better than some of them. Yeah. It's one of the best ones, but then there's also, like, 
homecoming and far from home for me and that, yeah. that comes off of my love for spider-man in general and i love tom holland as spider-man yeah um, um but yeah Ga- i think guardians deserves because it's a, i think guardians deserves a place in the top three for me yeah. um and then 2014 the the last one the the potential the other one is a uh, days of future past x-men yeah that was 100 percent a potential one yeah um is are there any is there anything else you want to say about 2014 uh no but we do have something else to say in general do you want to um that i know i was i was gonna do it david i was gonna do it i was prepped uh, were you though wait this is the podcast with minimal prep now here's a message from our sponsor oh god why job um please redo that okay because <laughs> that sounded disgusting yeah it did didn't it it did. Well, now that we're done with 2014, let's get on with 2015. No, wait. We've got a message <laughs> from past Xander. Hit the clip. <sighs> did did it work? Did it work? I think it worked. I don't think it worked. You need, How cool is that, though? We've got like... No, 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 like no, a... no, no, no. No, you need, to, you need to play the clip. Now. This episode of the Filmian Podcast is sponsored by the First Drafts Podcast. The First Drafts podcast dives deep into feature film directors and the stories behind their movies. Follow Ken and Bo as they explore some of their favourite directors' first ventures into movie making, looking at the journey and the film itself. The boys choose their favourite scenes, best quotes, favourite double features and their top fives. Catch up on old episodes including being John Malkovich and Michael Clayton, or prepare for upcoming pods like Frank Darabont's The Shawshank Redemption, Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket, and the season finale, Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. If you enjoy what we do here but wish we were a little more professional, then this is the podcast for you. Genuinely interesting to listen to without losing the fun. I'd have to recommend the episode they did on Alex Garland's Ex Machina. Being a lover of that movie, they explore it in ways that I'm not clever enough to put into words. So check out the First Drafts podcast, available now on Apple. I will leave a link in the description. Back to the show. Did it work? Yeah. Yeah, it worked. Hey! God damn it. I can't, I'm actually going to do that as well. I'm actually going to edit it that way. <laughs> hell. Um, yeah. How cool is that? We've got like a partnership. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's fun. Um, yeah. Those guys, are, those guys are great. Yeah. Thank you to the first drafts, guys. Can, can yeah, thank you, thank you, guys. Yes, yes. Oh, you sexy. F- Let me guess. They scored again. No, I'm. I sat on my dream team, and I thought I'd left Troy Deeney on the bench, and he's f-ing scored two penalties. So I've got him on my team for ten points. F-ing belter. Sorry, we were talking about something. <laughs> and we're back. We definitely didn't take a break so Xander could have a look at his dream team for. Fantasy football, I guess. Deeney! Um, sorry. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Here we go. We're back. We're 2015. Uh, what a year. Time to be alive. One of the best action movies of all time came out. It was Man Mike's Fury Road. Yes. That is, um, that is so good. Yeah, no, like, Man Mike's Fury Road is phenomenal. I, once again, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, man. <laughs> Just Tom Hardy. He's so good. He is really, really good. I love him. Um, Charlize Theron is amazing. Yes. She hasn't... She actually... Um, hasn't she been recast for Furiosa? Yeah. I don't... For, are they going to uh, do it? I feel like they're not going to do it. Nah, they're not going to make Fund- Thunderdome. Um, like, but yeah, Thunderdome. the... Um, yeah, the, this movie that, That's such a shame, though. I love it. <laughs> this movie is 
truly like special because it had everything going against it it was stuck in development of hell the production apparently was a nightmare and they were doing loads of their own stunts and stuff and like the action like it's just and it all came together and it's like i said it's one of the best action movies of all time genuinely it's so damn good it's it's what it's probably the most beautiful action movie of all time as well yes it is it is Stunning. And the whole that thing is just the whole thing is just incredible. One car chase. They go across the desert yeah, it's just and then back. A desert. Yeah. Yeah. But no matter what, that film is I don't know what it is, but Tom Tom Hardy and cars just work really well as movies, because if you have a look at Locke. Locke is like, so good. Locke is a genuinely such a good movie. And it's just him in a car. It is just the him entire in a car. movie is just him in a car making phone calls. Yeah. Um, what about quick, it? Tom Holland's in that. After, before, yeah, Tom Holland is in that. We could talk all day about Man on the Road, but let's um, we'll move let's on to another movie something. that we've already talked about loads. Somehow, it's a uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. For Rogue me. Nation. Yeah, same as well. <laughs> I. Um, Why do I feel yeah, like we've got the same three movies? Uh, we probably haven't got the same third one because my third one is a very out out of the ordinary one. <laughs> okay. Um, um, but yeah, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is fantastic. Once again, Mission Impossible is so good. Directed by Christian McQuarrie. Um, McQuarrie. Once yeah. again, McQuarrie. 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 I think it's McQuarrie. I like thought it was quarry. McQuarrie. Quarry. Like, like a quarry. I thought it was McQuarrie, like a canary. No. Oh, <laughs> that's ruined my life. Um. Yeah. The, the, well, this no again has that. Movie. It has that Mission Impossible thing where in the middle of the movie it just doesn't stop. So like yeah, they like, break into this thing, Tom Cruise is underground and like in this water thing. Then he pulls out, gets revived, gets in a car. They have a car chase. They crash the car. Then he hops onto a motorbike and has a motorbike chase. And it's like, oh, the motorbike take chase. a breath, man. Take a breath. Thing is, though, like the once again, like you see this film. This is another time where you see this film. It's like, oh, that looks really cool. And then you look at the behind the scenes. Like he could, he actually was underwater for that long. Yeah, he was. He was holding his breath for that long. That dude nearly died. Nearly drowned. <laughs> he actually nearly drowned. I think this. I think though that scene, however good that scene is, I think the best scene in the movie for me is the opera scene. The opera scene is so good. So good. So good. I feel like people sleep on five. I feel like it's nobody's favourite. But it's still like the, it's everyone's like second or third favourite. Yeah, it's probably uh it's probably my third favourite of the of that trilogy. Yeah, same. Cause Rogue Nation is just so special, but then Fallout is just everything. Yeah. Fallout is the only true sequel. Like, yeah, it it's is. the only actual one that follows on and has the same villain as... Can I just say, the the villain of Five is the best villain of Mission Impossible. Yeah, definitely. Five, uh, five and Six has the best villain because he's genuinely intimidating. He's, he's smart. He's smarter than the IMF. Yeah. And it actually brought the Syndicate fully out. It, it exposed the Syndicate finally. We've been hearing about the Syndicate all this time. And we've seen glimpses of them, and now it's fully exposed. We know that they're real. Like yeah. we know that they are the actual thing going against him. Um, and, oh, it's so good. What What's your third movie then? In 2015, my third movie is a short film called uh, Kung Fury. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 
So Kung Fury is a very strange Kill me. short film. It's Kill a, me. It was it was a Kickstarter project. Um, that is just a random. It's the most random short film I've ever seen in my life, but I love it so much because it's the most wacky, stupid, eighties retro sci-fi nostalgia fueled film to the point where they had David Hasselhoff do the theme tune for it. I it, and the song is actually really good. Like, gonna need some. I think it's called "Gonna Need Some Action," and he just goes, "Gonna need some, gonna need some action." No, it's it's called True Survivor. It's actually called True Survivor. It's Mad. on Vivo. Mad. And it's <laughs> genuinely a fantastic song. But like this movie has everything. It's got dinosaurs, it's got Xena Warrior Princess, it's got Hitler, it's got fine arcade machines. I've seen bits I've seen a bit of this and it's It's the weirdest ridiculous. thing. It's the weirdest thing and I love it. <laughs> I genuinely love um <laughs> Kung Fury. It's supposedly getting a sequel. Um, it's, it's been in development for ages, but that's because the first one was in development for ages, and it's only half an hour. But because it's crowdfunded, it, it's literally funded by fans. a crowd. But yeah, but by literally fa- by fans, and so yeah, they're going for a full feature length film in this one, oh, rather wow. than a twenty six minute thing. They're going for an hour and a half. They've written the script and they've got it all ready, but it's been in development for so long. It's it's. I have a lot of faith in it though because the first one was development for so long. It was it wasn't necessarily development hell. It was just took a while to make because of the budget. Fair enough. And the CGI is it's bad, but it it's cheesy bad. It's eighties bad, so it's yeah. got that charm to it. It ha- it's bad for a reason. It's made so that you know it's like ah remember this kind of shit. <laughs> it's like it looks awful, doesn't it? That's yeah. what we're going for. I, Fair enough. Okay. And also, like, he doesn't even he remembers Hitler. He's like, wait, I've seen this man before. Hitler. <laughs> it can't be. Like, it makes me think of Metal Gear Solid. It's just like, Metal Gear. It can't be. You Sounds know like Metal Gear. From Rick and Morty, um, like, what, what do they call it? Interdimensional Cable. Yeah. I've seen this man before. Hitler. <laughs> exactly like um, out of nowhere it's just like hitler it's just so random but it's perfect it's perfect for that movie specifically um my actual movie is kingsman the secret service i love kingsman yeah i kind of prefer kung fury <laughs> oh, you're a bad bloke i recommended kingsman recently um i talked about it recently it's a it's a really great movie you know it is it is fantastic An- it- another matthew vaughn movie that gets yeah. on this list, so that's pretty good. Yeah, um, a shame that Kingsman Two happened. Yeah, honestly, even though I haven't watched it, but I've heard like of my mate um, James, who I spoke about on the podcast last week. Hi, James, if you're listening, um, he's probably not. He does, I don't think he is, but um, he loves Kingsman so much, yeah. and um, he just did not like Kingsman Two, and that made me not want to watch Kingsman Two. Fair because enough. with him loving the first film so damn much, you'd think he'd be one of the people that would love it. And he's explained yeah. it as like, you literally be careful what you wish for because fans wanted it, they got it, and they didn't get what they what they wanted. So but yeah. they didn't also they got what they deserved at the same time because you didn't deserve sequels. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. 
Yeah, like you don't like if you don't deserve a sequel to a movie that's fantastic, then you shouldn't get a good sequel because it just makes you appreciate the first one a bit more. Oh shit! I just realised I didn't do the uh, the lists, the the movies, the the money makers. For what? The money makers. The the money. Oh shit! You you do that? I didn't do it. I haven't done it since twenty thirteen. Hang on. So. <laughs> Here we go, just out of the blue. 2013, the uh, number one movie of that year uh, for action was uh, Iron Man 3. 1.2 billion. Number two was Hunger Games Catching Fire. Boo! With 865 million. And then number Boo. three was uh, Fast and Furious 6 with 789 million. That was when uh, Fast and Furious has become like a very big franchise that everybody was just going to see. Yeah, yeah, and we see that in a... Uh, in 2015 as well but yeah, we're almost that. there and then uh 2014 um it, this is where i lose faith in humanity because number one was transformers uh, age of extinction the Ooh. first one with mark Wahlberg. um that made 1.1 billion dollars worldwide uh number two was Guardians of the galaxy with 773 million and number three was hunger games mockingjay part one uh, with uh, 755 oh. million. This is why I don't like it nowadays when things do part one, part two as a movie because there's no point. Like Harry Potter's that's why I'm so glad. That's why I'm so glad that Infinity War changed the name from Infinity War Part Two because they're so different. They are yeah, very they are. different. They are. Um, <sighs> so my, the I've got two uh, potentials for 2015. That's a uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. See, I considered that one as well, but then I thought, it's good, but it's just a new hope, but with a I mean, shinier thing. We'll, we'll we'll probably do a Star Wars episode at some point. We, we've discussed we've discussed yeah. discussing it at a point, um, so that, that will happen one day. It will um, happen, it's just I don't really want to do it because I have to watch Rise of Skywalker and Solo, <laughs> most likely. Solo's really good. Solo's really good. I doubt it. I, I, I love Rogue One. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, I, I will stand by Rogue. Very wrong. Well, this well, it's another day. I mean, it's another day. Another day. Another day. Another day. Um, and the other movie for 2015 was a uh, Fast and Furious Seven. Once again, not surprising that that Fast and Furious. I think from Fast Five, we started to see a much bigger surge in Fast and Furious movies. We got to eight, and they're doing nine. Apparently, nine might be going into space. Yeah, I've heard about this. <laughs> um, which wouldn't surprise me if any if any random franchise could do it, it would be Fast and Furious. Yeah, like Fury Seven. This was the first movie in that franchise I saw at the cinema. I was with uh, I was with a group of friends, and they said, "Oh, let's Fast go Fury watch a movie." And they said, well, "Let's go watch a movie," and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, sure." And they and they all wanted to see Fast and Furious. I was like, "Fine, sure." And then I really enjoyed yeah. it. Fury Seven is genuinely like really good it's like the second best one for me i watched um six in cinema by myself sadly and um oh my god that that <laughs> like buddy yeah I, this, you can't judge me you used to go to cinema by yourself literally all the time i still do i know you do you sad f- <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a lot more in hell jesus that, that really came hurt. out way- ow i love you really I do love you, really. Yeah, whatever. I mean, but... I don't, but I do. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember seeing the um, the airport like scene thing 
the runway. The, what the runway? That's the that's the word. Yeah, that is the word. That is the word. That's the word. It's not bird. Sandra. You did it. Um, I remember seeing the runway scene. And it lasted like half an hour. I was like, damn, this is a long f- runway. <laughs> Even I thought that in the cinema, and I'm pretty sure I said it. And the guy next to me just said, "Yeah, it is <laughs> longest <laughs> runway." Yeah. Um, Shout out to that guy if you're somehow listening. So, the top three for that year Star Wars Force Awakens, number one, with 2 billion. Yeah. Number three was Furious 7 with 1.5 billion. Doesn't surprise me. Can you tell me what number two was? It's not on either of our lists. For 2015. 2015. No cheating. Can I have a look at just what came out in 2015? No, because you'll guess it straight away. Shit. Go on, <sighs> go on, man. You, you. When I tell you, you'll kick yourself. Hmm. It made one point six billion dollars. Was it a Marvel movie? It was not. Marvel did not. Marvel made uh, a one. Wait, a one point oh, four billion dollar it. movie in Avengers: Age of Ultron and still didn't get in the top three. I may know it. Go on. I think I know. Was it Batman versus Superman? That was twenty sixteen. Um, was it? I'm, I'm. It's not superheroes. It's not comic books. I don't know. I actually don't know. It's Jurassic World. I'm not kicking myself. That's a da- that's a good movie. <laughs> it's not as good as the original, but it's a it's a decent movie. Yeah, Jur- Jurassic World, man, that took the world by storm. I always forget that one exists, though. With you know, like it's a good movie, but it's not good enough for for me to remember it <laughs> no no not at all but it's uh i yeah. I, remember I went to see the cinema to see that and thought yeah this is all right and w- was part of that 1.6 billion that made a disgusting amount of money as did i mean uh, then again though you probably saw it for free for you already unlimited no i went with my mom ah um yeah it was before that Boo on you, yeah it was 2015 that i, I didn't get that until it was Oh yeah, you got that until like 2016, 2017? 2017. Yeah. Um, 20, so, 2016. Yeah, I've got two movies again. I've got three because I feel like I had to put three. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like we've got the same. Two of the same though, Deadpool and Civil yeah. War. Yeah. Yeah, we Deadpool talked about Deadpool last week. Deadpool just a action movie. Yeah. Uh, Civil War, damn good action movie. And I, that was the first one I went to see in cinema because of um, Spider-Man. <laughs> Um, the extra and, one for uh, me was um, the extra one for me was Star Trek Beyond. I was going to include that, but I, I just didn't like Star Trek Beyond as much. I, I that was the my least favorite of the trilogy. It's my least favorite as well, but I think it's still really fun. It's a it's a fun movie, but it doesn't feel like the first two. Like the no. first two, like especially Into Darkness, is a is a much darker movie in tone. Well, it's the first one that's not directed by J.J. Abrams. It's directed by Justin Lin, who did um, Fast Five. Ah, right. So. Weird. Um, and the only honourable mention for me would be Magnificent Seven, the reboot of that. Didn't even watch it. Didn't give a shit. It's, you know all. what? The I think it's a fine movie, but the third act, action-wise, is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. The action sequence at the end is so good that it makes up for a lot of the rest of the movie being boring. Fair enough. 
um, yeah, 2016, it was another kind of a stinker year. It, yeah, it was in like, terms of summer. It had two fantastic movies. It's just action. It, 2016 had some pretty good movies. It's just action wise, just not no. many things came. It felt like a bit of a drought in action. It was the same year that like Independence Day 2 came out. Oh God! So you know that we're we're on that level, people. We're on that level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange could be one as well, I guess. That was 2016. Yeah, it's not much in action, though, is it? That's just. We'll move on to 2017 because I feel like there's more to talk about here. We're back. Who took a break to Are eat we? some pasta? Not me. Who took a break to go to the toilet? Not me. Because I didn't take a break because I'm still doing it. Enjoy this mukbang. Oh God. Have you seen that YouTuber who cries whenever he just eats on mukbang? Yeah, I've seen that. He's weird. Like, there's a clip where he just dropped his food and then starts going. Ah! <laughs> <Hang> on. <laughs> just out of nowhere. It's not. It's not even like it's like unpackaged. It's packaged food and everything. He just starts crying. <laughs> yeah, people like that are pretty weird. I don't get mukbang in Let's general. Let's talk about like 2017. That. No, let's talk about mukbang considering you're eating whilst we're doing a podcast. And no, I just thought it'd be funny if I was eating during 2017. Uh, sure, f*** it. So, 2017. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing you've got Logan on your list. Obviously. Yeah. And I've also got John Wick 2, and those are the only two films I've got on my list. Wow, okay. So, Logan yeah. we discussed last week, it's like the best yeah. X-Men film. John Wick yeah. 2, it, it explores the world more from John Wick 1. It's great. See, again. whenever I um I talk about the John Wick movies, I always like rank it in like first one has the best music of the entire John series. First one has the best music. Yeah, for definite. The second one has the best action. Mm. It is so good. It is top notch. And the third one has the best story. Like mm. the third one just expands on it so much and it has such a, a genuinely interesting t- journey. It, inclu- it introduces so many new characters no, and I think, so many new concepts. I think tw- I think two has the best story, but three three has better action than two. See, I don't know why, but I just prefer the action of two because it feels a lot more toned down and a bit more. You've eaten the pasta. He's finished the pasta, ladies and gentlemen. How was your I've pasta? Done it. It's so this good. I'm, s- I'm such a f-ing good cook, honestly. I would shag my cooking. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, I am single. Uh, he's not. He's he's dedicated to his right hand. He's, he's like um, Emma Watson. He's self-partnered. I am I am, I am. am in a relationship with Pamela Anderson. Oh, God. You're more like you're in a relationship with Parmesan cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, that was awful. Pamela um, Hanson. Yeah, but John Wick 2, no matter what we think of it, it we still think it's great. Top tier. It's so good. Um, the third one on my list is Baby Driver. See, right? I was going to include that, but I didn't know whether we were going to like count that as action. What else would it be? A fast-paced car movie. It's a heist movie, if anything. It's an it's an action heist movie because all the car chases yeah. are action sequences. Yeah, but I didn't think I didn't know whether to class it as an action because like 
Yeah. It's not action in the traditional sense, but then when we considered like Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim action, I would I forgot to include it. But yeah, Baby Driver, hundred percent. I was going to include it. I saw it on. I was like, I love Baby Driver. I it's fantastic. I it's haven't so seen Baby good. Driver in ages. You know, I need I, to rewatch it. I can't. Re- I can't watch it now because of Kevin Spacey. Baby Driver, I think, is the action is so cool and inventive that well, just with the use of the music, and I think it is everything I imagine if i made an action sequence what it would be like so yeah. every hit is on the beats of the music everything in the car is on the see beats that's of the music. what really interested me with it like it, whenever i um, watch like that it always makes me think of Shaw of the dead with the fact that like that entire scene is like a proof the don't stop me now scene is like a proof of concept for baby driver basically yeah and it, it's perfect I, I genuinely love like baby driver it's such a damn good movie it is like cast is great yeah and it's just oh it's such an interesting idea just like a movie that's around like is all about the music yeah and the soundtrack is like, but it's not well. about it's like not a movie about music that's the weird thing about it like, it's not a movie it's not like whiplash where it's literally about the music it's a movie that is based off of without the music of, like, the movie wouldn't Makes sense. It wouldn't work at all. It wouldn't work as well. No. But yeah, like Baby Driver's definitely in there. Like I, I wish I did write it in there, but I'm going to consider it as there. Yeah. Um. The two honourable mentions for me were uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Again. Once more, again, I was. You know, I didn't want to have more more MCU and also more comedy because exactly. Like that's more of a comedy than an action film because it's yeah, hilarious. Definitely. Taika Waititi is so damn talented for comedy. <laughs> And um, the other one I've written down is Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. That was basically John Wick Woman, wasn't it? Yeah, but the... the it's and I not, haven't watched it yet, but it's apparently really good. It's fine. It's a medial... It's like a 6 out of 10 movie. Maybe even 5 out of 10, because I was bored. But there is one a one-shot sequence that is so, so good that it like bumps it up to a 7. Yeah. So that's the only reason it's here for that one shot. You don't really need Fair much enough. context. Just go out and watch it. It's like 10, maybe 12 minutes. Just a yeah. one shot. Yeah. Spectacular. One shots in movies, man. So damn good. They are. And really... One shots needs to be done more and more. I, I need to see more and more one shots in films. Like, the thing that made me love one shots the most was probably either. Probably Old Boy, to be honest. Yeah. Because Old Boy probably has the best one shot for a movie I've seen, especially because there's a whole... I don't know what it is, but hallway fight scenes and one-shots just mixed together perfectly. Daredevil. Daredevil. Like, look at Daredevil season one and season three. Yeah. Like, especially season three. Season three is, is perfect because it's not just a hallway. It's rooms. It's a, it's a prison. It gets him out of the prison as well. Yeah. Like, it's his entire journey going through the entire thing, and it's perfect. Um, like, I need to rewatch Daredevil season three, man. I need <laughs> to see that so bad, um, so good. But yeah, a, a type one's there. The top three grossers for 2017, action wise. Uh, the number one was Star Wars: The Last Jedi, 1.3 billion. Ooh, well, I, I do enjoy the Last Jedi. I just don't like the cancer bite scenes. Number two was uh, The Fate of the Furious. Uh, doesn't surprise made me 1.2 billion at the time it was the fastest to ever make a billion dollars worldwide mad 
It made it in like three days or something. Or like, it might have been five days. It was something ridiculous. Um, and the third one, the surprise, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. 962 That's million. That's actually a great film. Yes, it is. It, is, it has no right to be as good as it is. At all. No. It doesn't have any right. No, it does not. Because when you look at Jumanji, like the original, it's a classic. And then you look at the sequel spin-off thing, Sephora. Yeah. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. I actually really enjoyed Sephora when it was when I was a kid. I loved it. It was just Jumanji in space. And I was like, yeah, I like that. But yeah. then I saw Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was coming out. And I was like, that's going to suck. And then I heard good things about it. And then I watched it. I was like... Damn, this is actually really funny. See, I was super against it when it got announced and when it was coming out. Yeah, same. And then I saw, I saw the trailer, and the trailer was genuinely really funny. And I was like, damn, I want to go and see this. And then I saw it and loved it. Yeah. The sequel, I saw it after so you recommended it to me. Yeah. I do want to watch what, the next level, though. I genuinely do want to watch it, because God dang DeVito in it. Even yeah, if it's only here for like five seconds. God dang DeVito. Yeah, I'll let you watch it before we uh, like talk about it. Should we do like an episode on both of them? On maybe all four of them, like all the Jumanjis. Maybe why not? Including Sephora, because I just kind of want to rewatch Sephora for a reason. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I don't want we'll do to. I don't. I want to have to rewatch it. I don't want to rewatch it out of the goodness of my heart. Because <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. That watches yeah, I don't want to be that fun. guy that just randomly watches Sephora out of nowhere. Um. Ah, oh, for God's yeah. sake, we missed the top grocers for 2016. Stop missing them, Xander. This is your fault. This Honestly, is your I need... I've got the list here as well, and I just didn't do it. Um, the number one movie for 2016 was Civil War with 1.2 billion. Doesn't surprise me. It's a Marvel number movie again. Number two was Rogue One, a Star Wars story with uh, 1.1 billion. And Damn uh, deserved. Number three was Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice with 874 million. Not deserved at all. Okay, let's move on to 2018. 2018. Um... This was probably the best year. Aside it's the best year. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty fourteen and twenty eighteen probably. Yeah, twenty um twenty eighteen like, is the top. The got top some three gems. Because the, the, the top three are all so good. Like the the quality is yeah. so high. For the three, that and then picked. my the three that I've chosen, I love anyway. And I think I think we've got the same three. Most likely do, to be completely honest. So we've got Mission Impossible Fallout. Obviously. Which, um... We've talked about again. So we've talked we about should so do much. A, we should do an episode recent, like soon on Mission all Impossible. six Impossibles. Yeah. Um, Upgrade. Yes. We've talked about this a few times. We've talked about Lee Winnell a fair bit. Yeah. And he's just great. Um, Upgrade is fantastic. You mentioned that on the phone the other day that you've got Mandy. Did that change? I do have you Mandy. still got Mandy? Still got Mandy. Still got Mandy. Right, I haven't, I haven't put that because we, we talked about this and you were like, it feels more actiony, and I was like, well, it feels more horror. So, well, it, it's a horror action though to me. Like, it, it's very horror. I mean, I think there's a difference so between action. I think there's a difference between a horror action and a horror revenge and film. an action. Because like, um, because like revenge. You haven't seen that the like the French film. That's got yeah. like action sequences in it, but I would not call that an action film. I'd call that a horror movie with yeah. just like action sequences. Like Mandy has like a couple of sequences that you'd be like, yeah, that's, a, that's like an action movie. But like, I'd still just call it a horror. But I, you know, yeah. if, if, you know, if 
that's fine. And personally, I'm counting it just because it, it's got a fair bit of action in it. Yeah. And the action is one of the main fo- like the brutality of the action is one of the main focuses of the film and one of the things that drives the plot as well. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm considering an action film, but like Mandy is probably the most overlooked film I have possibly ever seen because I don't know anybody other than you and a tutor of mine. My um, I think it was my VFX tutor for uni. Yeah. He um he meant to go and see it at the same screen we did, and his mate went to go and see it, but he was ill and he wasn't able to go. Ah. And um, so I ended up talking to him about it because he did watch it soon like later after and i don't know anybody else who has seen it no it's um and people won't watch it because it's nicholas cage and they'll think oh why would i watch a but nicholas cage movie but it's got 100 percent on rotten tomato that's why we went to go and see it yeah we saw it was a it was a nicholas cage movie it was like oh that's funny and then 100 percent on rotten tomato. how how has this got 100 percent? i'm gonna double check that right now to see if it's uh, changed I, it's probably changed to like 92 Where's something like that i'll um i'm gonna check now for you i've lost my phone i found my phone uh 90 on ron's matos 90 it was 100 though yeah i remember it was that. 100 was like, at the time and that was um when it was in festivals um, yeah. i think it was at sundance yeah and it took forever for it to come out like it took about a year for us to be able to see it yeah it did uh, but when we watched it we loved it yeah we had uh, I, I remember seeing that in cinema with you. Went to go and see it at the home yeah. in Manchester. Well, um, how about how about we discuss we'll that about next that. week? Yeah, <gasps> plug plug. We'll talk about that next week. That was actually a good one. Um, Listen in next week for more experiences on Mandy. Uh, my other 2018 one because I didn't pick that was um, Avengers: Infinity War. It's got to be. That yeah. is it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, like, from enough. an action standpoint, it's probably the, the best. Once again, the only reason I didn't say that is because I knew I was going to pick two, like two yeah. MCU films for 2019. I didn't want yeah. to overload this with MCU. Action-wise, I wanted wise, to give a give a a- shout out to something that's not a superhero movie. Action wise, it's probably the best Marvel movie. Like, like yeah. in terms of the action, the way it's shot, it's just you know where See, there is no one, confusion. It used a lot less cuts as well. Like, there's that yeah. one fairly long shot of him walking down the street and seeing the ship, and like that is a insanely yeah. good looking you al- shot. You always know where everyone is, and I really appreciate yeah. that because after like Avengers: Age of Ultron, that was a mess editing wise. I think Winter yeah. Soldier is kind of hard to follow at parts. It is like especially and Civil War um, is as well. Civil War isn't as much, but it's still very cut heavy. Yeah. And I like that they're finally going into a bit more of an artistic vibe with everything now. They're going a bit more, you know, just we can, nice we looking. We can shoot they're, this they're like human better. beings. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can watch people for more than two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, Avengers Infinity War, man, it's... We, we've discussed it loads. Um, the two... Yeah, we've, we've discussed this a lot. The two potentials for me were Deadpool 2. Yeah. We mentioned that last week. It's really good. And the other one was uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But the other reason I, I didn't I add it in properly because it, uh, it was animated. Once again, I was going to include that, but I didn't want another superhero film in there. That, that's the only reason I didn't include them. Yeah. Because I just... I feel like I've chosen too many superhero movies as it is. And like, like, you said, like we said at the start, this decade was filled with so many good superhero films and we could just do like a superhero movie of like the decades and it's like yeah but 
I wanted to give fun. a shout out to the lesser known ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We talked about superior movies way too much. I wanted to talk about Mandy. I wanted to talk about Upgrade. I wanted to talk about like Bloody um, Edge of Tomorrow because that's so overlooked. Yeah. We, it's such a damn good movie. I mean, movie. I think we've talked about Upgrade like five times on this podcast. Yeah, we talked about Upgrade a lot, but that's because we love that film. It deserves more attention. Yeah, it, it does. Needs more, it needs more of a look. Luckily, that movie didn't make didn't lose any money, I don't think, because it was made on next to nothing. Yeah, you're right. So, um, 2018, the highest grosses. Yeah. Top. Um, Infinity War. Infinity War, number, to- number one, with uh, two billion. Number two. Do you reckon you know this? Number two, um, I'm gonna go for Mission Impossible Fallout. No, it's Black Panther. I forgot Black Panther came out. One point three billion. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Mission Impossible was nowhere near. Uh, and number three was Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom with another point three billion. World. F- that movie, man. Upgrade should have made that much money. <laughs> yeah, it should. You're right. Or Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. Mission Impossible Fallout is probably the one that's more likely to make that much money. This recording has been so long. I, it is me thinking we'd have a short one. Yeah. That didn't work out, did it? Um, well, we said that last week, on the week where we did just like the review and the news and shit like that. and That was two hours. That was two quarters. That was hours. two hours. So the last year. Yeah, we're, we're near the end now. 2019. There is literally nothing to talk about here. Because it's there's three movies. Yeah, like we've there talked are, about them all. It, There's only three good action movies that came out in 2019. And that's Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and John Wick Three. And John Wick, and yeah. we talked about them so much already. There's no point talking about them. We yeah. love John Wick. We love MCU. Spider-Man: Far From Home is my, I'd say, third favorite Spider-Man film overall. Yeah. Uh, goes Spider-Man Two into Spider-Verse: Far From Home. Yeah, definitely. Like, Same for me. Yeah, like I, I think after a few years, Spider Verse may actually become number one because that's such a stylized film and it's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's the best animated superhero movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because it's probably it's Marvel are weird with with animated films. They've barely made any. They've not made any good ones other than Spider Verse, and it's a shame. Yeah, it, it really it really is. It genuinely, they need to make some more animated stuff. It's on the same level as Spider Verse. I'm so glad Spider Verse is getting a sequel and a spin off. Um, with Endgame, yeah, it's Avengers, whatever. Yeah, it's, John, John Wick Three. It's the fourth Avengers movie. The action is very much. It goes to that raid level, where yeah. like the first, the first twenty the minutes actors. is insane. It opens with fight scenes, basically. Yeah, and the horse scene. It, it opens the, the, the scene with the knives. Oh my so god! Good. Can, can I just can we just say like that moment in the like in the knife shot, like that entire sequence is so perfect. Yeah, and then the the final action sequence in like the, that glass bit with oh um, my god with those guys from the raid that that feels yeah. more like raid because it's not like that's one thing my dad well, doesn't like a... about these John Wick films is that every time he shoots someone it's a headshot. I'm like yeah okay I get that. But I'm trying to get him to watch John Wick three because it's not. Well, it's then not again, there is also that. I, I remember. Um, I think it was Cinema Sins or something like that. Or it was either Cinema Sins or um, Honest Trailers that did John Wick three, and they mentioned that like, oh my god, these guys have armor, and they just shoots him in the head like five times. It's like, all right, that's that's fine now. It doesn't really <laughs> give it. It doesn't really matter because he is that 
like he's that much of a sharp shooter, he can hit them in the in the head in the exact same spot to the point where he can penetrate the the bulletproof armor. Yeah, yeah. John jo- um, three. That was main, such... I do love that um, the title fits into that scene because it is actually power. It, power element isn't just um, a phrase; it's also like a type of bullet, and they actually use the nine millimeter parabellum bullets. Oh wow! In um, in that scene, that's one they're actually doing it. So. Parabellum, I think it means war has um war has begun or something like that. Yeah. Um and then there's also the nine meter nine millimeter parabellums, which are like bullet I think they're armor piercing rounds. Cool. Uh so they use them in that scene. Cool. So that was like a nice little uh Easter egg to the title of the movie. I like that. John Wick three is probably the most entertaining movie to watch with a crowd. Yeah, and with a group of friends because it's just the hits are so fun. Like the, yeah, it, I actually it's went brutal to see that action, but it's well. still so much fun. Yeah, I I actually I can agree. I actually went to go and see that one with a, with a group of friends and me um, after watching it already. And you, I watched it with I watched it in cinemas twice. I watched it with you first, and then I watched it with my mates. And it's better with a bigger group because you get to share the experiences. Like you're all just going oh after like every really good like kill. Yeah, especially the um, I think my favorite kill in the entire film was um, the horse when he smacks the horse so he kicks the guy in the head. Yeah, definitely. and breaks the guy's neck with it. So, so like, good. that comes out of nowhere. He aims the horse. He aims the horse. He aims a horse at someone and kills them with it. Um, so the top three movies, uh, you can probably guess. One is it's Endgame. Those, isn't it those three? No, no, um. There was a so Endgame two point eight billion highest grossing movie of all time, Spider Man Far From Home one point one billion, and uh, yeah. Captain Marvel one point one billion. Yeah, Captain Marvel came out. I forgot about that. Yeah, but that is it. That we did twenty tens in action overall, a pretty solid decade. Some some years pretty better than others. Decade, just a lot of superhero movies. But yeah, luckily in this series that we're going to be doing, um, if you guys like it, we've got. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we're let's be honest. <laughs> like, half the time, we just decide what the bloody hell we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, this is... Yeah, like, once again, just filled with a lot of superhero movies. And I'm gonna be, it's going to be interesting when we get to, like, the 90s specifically, because that's very, very absent of superhero films. So it's going to be really fun to talk about them. And also, I'm going to actually yeah. have to watch a few films. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, me too. Um, There we go. Now, um, should we do some uh, me a movie? Okay, David, it's that time of the podcast. Um, why don't you sell me your movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Uh, okay, so I'm going to um, do a TV show. Because uh, cool. I've been watching Umbrella Academy season two. Uh, season one even. Season two. <laughs> I've been re-watching it for the new season and yeah. um, I'm really enjoying it again. I'm on episode i think eight now i finished episode seven last night i'm probably gonna watch another when we got off air probably cool um yeah i i'm really enjoying it again i think it's a really good adaptation for a comic book show um written by gerard way weirdly enough he's written by the guy who yeah you know the front man of my chemical romance so <laughs> it's filled with edginess hey, didn't did he design he designed the um the anime robot from uh spider-verse as well yeah he did yeah yeah and then that, the design for that is perfect. Yeah. I, and can I just say that Penny Parker is a...
adorable character. She is Stop simping over Penny ador- Parker. No, Penny Parker is so cute. She's so adorable. I love her. She's my child. Okay. I'm not even simping. I'm fathering. <laughs> My twist! My twist! I can't believe you just said that! Honestly, I, I, I love Penny Parker so much. She's so cute. She's adorable. Kill him with fire! If I'm simp. If I'm simping for any character, it's obviously Gwen Stacy. Oh my god, kill it with fire. No. I'm fathering it. Oh my I'm fathering her. Jesus. She is my daughter. Oh god. She's adorable. She's plus she's too young to simp over you. (laughs) Like she's a child. Just because she's an anime girl doesn't mean that you can simp over her. (laughs) Fucking weeb. Um anyway. (laughs) Yeah. While Sanders dying, I'm gonna um, talk about Umbrella. Yeah, Umbrella Academy is really good. It's um, I actually forgot about a lot of this show because I've yeah. watched it since it came out, so I forgot about the only storyline I remembered was um, the relationship between Luther and shit, uh, the rumors woman. Yeah, um, and like yeah, it's a it's a weird relationship considering they grew up together, but at the same time they have no they're not even like stepbrother and stepsister because with that they'd have to be you know marrying the person who gave birth to them but they're not they're literally adopted brother and sister i still think it's creepy they've been raised it's still weird but at the same time that their like relationship was there when they were when when they were being raised anyway because they were raised in such a weird environment so it kind of makes sense in the sense of they're in this such a weird like upbringing anyway they're not yeah they're not brought up as brother and sister they're brought up as like teammates yeah i guess so it, it, it kind of makes sense. It's still a weird relationship, but you know what? I I can understand it. I don't necessarily like it, but I can understand it. Um, I forgot all about Klaus's um, story arc, though, and yeah. that is genuinely such a good idea. Yeah, like, it is. He goes back to the Vietnam War and loses the only person who he's ever loved. And yeah. it's so heartbreaking. It is. Like, it's so good. So yeah, I'd um, yeah, I can sell that. Um, do you want me to do the price thing? Or... Yeah, yeah, let's try that out. We're gonna do a new thing, yeah. David. How much would you thing. sell this for? Um, I'd say so. Considering it's a season of TV, it's gonna go a bit more than like because it's like ten hours of content. Yeah. Uh, minus special features, so minus any deleted scenes or anything like that, or um, featurettes. So I'd say about fifteen quid. Fifteen quid. Fair enough. 15 quid. It's a season of TV. It's a good season of TV. It's um, got some really fun writers. It's got some really cool characters. Absolute banging soundtrack. Soundtrack is good. The soundtrack is so good. Soundtrack like that is first good. episode, it's got a brilliant fight scene in a diner and Istanbul is playing. <laughs> and it's such a great use of Istanbul. And when I first watched it, I had Istanbul in my head for, I think, a week and a half. Oh wow! To the point, it went on my playlist. I listen to it frequently, and it's in my head now. Just mention it; just makes me want to go. Istanbul was Constantinople, not Istanbul. And it's just like it's such a good song. It's a really good song. So banging soundtrack, really good characters, weird relationship, incredible story arc. Fifty quid. Cool. Um, I watched a movie. I'm going to sell you a movie. 
um, attack, attack the block. I watched this in preparation. I watched this in preparation for this podcast because I was you know, googling action movies, and this came up, and I was like, I don't know, this felt more like a sci-fi horror thing. But well, it's sci-fi horror comedy. Yeah. So I, so it, you know, halfway through, I was like, yeah, this definitely is an action. So I've wasted some time here that I could have been watching another action movie. But um, it's still, it's still really good. It's still really good. John Boyega's, um, like, I think that was his first acting role, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. First breakout role, yeah. anyway. Yeah, um, like, John Boyega, like, that film is probably a quintessential British movie, because it's just, like, v- the most British people. Yeah, definitely. Like, Nick Frost is in it. Yes. Um, I think, as well, and like, I don't know why I'm, sa- why I'm saying I think I was just going to say the plot. So the plot, if you haven't seen it, the plot is... Uh, an alien invasion happens in the ends in London um, yep. and this apartment block and they've got to fight them off um, and they're all like just, you know, little chavs and it's, yeah, it's literally yeah, that's it's great. It. It's really it's, good. It's really fun. And it's really Doctor funny. Doctor Who's in it as well. And yeah. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Um, yeah, Attack the Block, I'd probably sell that at like eight quid. Wow. Eight quid. Yeah. I think I need to rewatch that to be honest. Definitely. Definitely worth a watch. Um, and I'm going to recommend a game. Ooh. I bought... It was on sale. I bought Titanfall 2. Nice! It was a, yes. it, it was a fiver for the Ultimate Edition on PlayStation. Yeah. So I, was like, I mean, the Ultimate yeah. Edition only gives you, like, extra skins for the online. Ah, uh, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? I, no, I, I think really. the normal version was, like, still 20 quid, and this version was a fiver. Yeah, you might. So I was like, yeah. 100%. Uh, it's such a top-notch game. The multi, the um, single player. I, have you played single player? Yet? That's what. That's all I'm playing. Um, I've I started it yesterday, and I've just got up to the. Mi- I've just finished the mission where you are in this facility where you find you like you find the guy. You are you going to... back in time? Yeah, and you've got this thing on your wrist. You it's can go back and forth so in time, good. and like, that, and like... you're actually like affecting events in the past. It, like so at one point, to, I, like, I like I cha- I went back in time, shot someone, then went back, and the, their corpse was like a skeleton on the floor. I was like mad. Yeah. I've just done that. Yeah, it's- like the to summarize the uh, the mission. So basically, you go to this um, like this you know on this planet, and you've got to find this device that can help save the world, basically, and help defeat the villains. And um, this device basically sends you back and forth in time, and you can actually you use it so that you can get around the remains of this destroyed building. So you go yeah. back to before where it's not destroyed, but there's also people in the facility and they're going after you. And so the security is going after you. And the level design for Titanfall 2 is the greatest level design in any single player FPS, especially for like just a just a normal like online FPS. This is the best single player for an FPS. Ever. Yeah. I've um, so good. The I... wall running mechanic yeah. is quintessential. Yeah, I like n- for me the wall running stuff. I'm, I don't like it in like Call of Duty because like the see the, the thing in of... Call of Duty though it's not uh, like it's not integrated into the levels. No, it's, it's not. just an extra addition. Yeah, this you need to wall run to survive. Yeah, you have to do it. And I, it is I like gameplay. Um... It is part of the gameplay. And I like that. Um... I just I did a mission earlier before I got on this Zoom call on this Discord call even, and um, you're like on this flat 
and they've got like cars on it and stuff and you're in this like camper van and you've and yeah. then they turn it sideways and you've got to crawl up it and yeah. it was like inception bro my head was spinning i felt Wait, so is it the one where the the world is literally being built around you basically like the map is yeah. being built around you yeah. yeah. See, I I, rec- I remember all of this because I've replayed that so many times just because the story is actually interesting. Yeah. BT, uh, you're, you're, you start off not even as a pilot. You start off as a grunt soldier. Yeah. And then a pilot hands his, uh, like, gives access to his BT over to you and gives you his helmet so that you can do the double jump and the uh, wall running and everything like that. Yeah. And, like, the, the banter between BT and you is genuinely really funny. You, I love how you can choose your response. Yeah, exactly. You can like you can choose different lines of dialogue, so you can find out a little bit more about which about your mission and the hit BT's past in general and the, the old pilot's past. Yeah, I think and genuinely, it's I've, so good. I've played maybe like an hour, maybe two hours of it, and I absolutely love it already. I'm so glad I've yeah. got it. Um, I I'm, I've been recommending this to you so much. Wait, you I'm have. gonna reinstall it. We'll play some online because the online's still. Because um, it not very recent, but kind of recently, it went on to PS Plus uh, before you got your PS4. Oh, right. But cool. um, the online had a really big surge in um, players. And I know on um, PC, it's had a fairly decent surge in players as well because um, it recently went on Steam. Yeah. Um, but honestly, Titanfall 2 is probably the most overlooked um, FPS in general because it came out at the worst time. It, it launched yeah. alongside basically like, the same week as a COD and Battlefield game. Shit. I think it released the same week as Infinite Warfare. And oh, right. a couple of weeks later, Battlefield 1 release. And both of those are huge franchises. And Townfall 1 was fantastic, but online only. And it was 50, 50 quid, so it was a $60 game. It was a full-price game at online only. Yeah. It had a story. It's not very good in the first game. The second game yeah. had an actual single-player campaign, though. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah, I... But uh... the one thing that I wish they brought over from the um, first game as, like, the starting weapon is... um, do you, Have you used the Smart Pistol yet? The Smart Pistol? So the smart, smart Pistol was in the first game. It was, like, the first weapon you unlock in the online at all. And um, basically, it locks onto targets for you. So you don't have to properly aim at them, but it's because... War running and aiming is a difficult thing to do at the same time, especially on console. Yeah. And that is perfect. Yeah, like, that's the enough. perfect gun. Now it's an unlock. You unlock it at, like, level 75 or something like that in the online. And Matt. I've unlocked it, obviously, because I've played a lot of the online of that. <laughs> that's, like, the main game I've ever played online. And I'm good at... I was good at that game. That's the only <laughs> FPS game I've ever been genuinely good at. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying it, though, so far. I'd probably sell it for, like... Uh, 30 quid that sounds that sounds yeah. fair for, for now yeah. I, you know i've not complete i'm not completed yet but you know this this game it looks great i'm i'm really yeah. liking the um the mechanics on it and uh that time travel thing just sent it over for me i was like oh my so, god this is awesome there is i think um around the same time dishonored 2 released and that's got a very similar mission oh has it it's got a really similar mission but dishonored 2 you can either go full stealth or full chaos all oh, right, and now the music isn't being picked up. Luckily, um, so yeah, like it is genuinely perfect. I love Timefall Two so damn much. Yeah, uh, there you go, Timefall Two. Um, I'm also going to recommend a TV show that I started. Oh, two TV shows, sorry. 
Uh, I rewatched Space this week. Spaced. Nice. The uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost show. Yeah, it's yeah. belting. You need to watch it. Precursor um, to the Cornetta trilogy. Basically, yeah. Um, I think I mentioned it before, but yeah, check out Space. It's on Netflix now. If you like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, then you'll love, then you'll love Spaced. Yeah. Um, I've also started rewatching Fleabag again <laughs> on BBC iPlayer because Fleabag is fair enough. It, dude, you have to watch it. Honestly, like yeah, I know I need to. It's just I've I haven't bothered yet. I know, but like once like, I, I just I was I was like I watched one episode in bed, and then four episodes later, I was like, shit, I need to get to sleep. <laughs> it's super bingeable. The second season is genuinely one of the best seasons of TV ever. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, there you go. I think that'll probably do it this week. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I didn't. I did. Uh, so for spaced, I'd probably sell that for like probably. I'd say tenner. Yeah, twelve pounds. Twelve pounds. Fleabag, yeah. I'd probably go with thirteen pounds. Because I think Fleabag. How many seasons of it though? Two. I think Fleabag. How many is, seasons? I think Fleabag two. is better. Fair yeah, enough. Two seasons of each. I think that'll that'll do it then for the podcast. We did yeah. it. We did another yeah, one. Yeah. Next week we, is we um, is a anniversary episode. It's the twenty fifth episode. Unbelievable, Jeff. Nice. Um, when we're gonna do a cool one, we're gonna do our favorite cinema stories. So like our yeah. stories of being in the cinema. So it's not we're not gonna talk about a movie. We're gonna talk about experiences in the cinema, and we're gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna contact loads of people who've been on the show before, and uh, I might actually put it out on Facebook as well and Instagram. Yeah, and get people to just send me their favorite cinema stories that embarrassing I think that would actually be really fun if we uh, if we get a few more people than just the people that have been on the podcast before because then we can discuss other people's cinema stories yeah and rate them <laughs> yeah so, that story was like, trash how, how one out of ten how many stories do you think we should get then how many stories do you think we should aim for I don't know I'll, I don't know we'll I just could, I could we'll ask just, around yeah we'll just see how many we get yeah uh, yeah um, just, just so like I get the little cheeky plug slash you know Boost of ego. This was my idea. Um, I'm, was... I'm the one who gave him the idea of um, cinema stories. Just so you all know, that was a mixed one. We both decided this, and like this week <laughs> no, we decided I said, this. Hey, this would be really good. And you said, "Yeah, we'll do that sometime." And then we decided this week we'll do that for the 25th one. So the and the, the idea of the part of the episode was mine. And then so tw- yeah, really and then episode 26 was both of ours as well because you thought of the yeah. idea, and then I made it better yeah but this was my complete idea you just decided on the week <laughs> so yeah whatever. just um, whatever whatever mate whatever give no one's gonna a believe boost you. of ego no one's gonna believe you you scrub right <laughs> you're gonna cut this out now just so you get the, the credit yeah basically everything's my idea all the time um <laughs> Thank you very thank you so much for listening, guys. We are now at 18 yeah. followers on Spotify, which is very exciting. Woo! Yeah, God, um, that's gonna sound so like if we ever actually like get a much bigger following, that's gonna sound so shit. It really like, is. Imagine if we listen back. We've made when, if we ever get like a thousand followers on Spotify, it's like wow, we used to be excited about 18. We out. we've made more episodes than we have followers. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'm we've happy with also, that. Yeah, we've also only recently gotten on Spotify. Um, yeah, we have. Past three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Or two weeks. 
Yeah, three uh, weeks. Three two weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, like, that's that's mad. So it's pretty thank mad, you guys. Yeah. So th- uh, thank you to everyone who recommend us. Yeah, recommend us to everyone. Uh, I, yeah. I want to say a quick thank you again. Uh, we mentioned them earlier. The first, thank you very much to the first draft podcast. Um, yeah, do thank check you them so out, much, guys. You're awesome. Yes, do check them out in the uh, description on Apple. And um, yeah, thanks, David, for coming on once again. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm the co-host, so I kind of have to come on. <laughs> yeah, we've named you now, haven't we? We named you. Yeah, I'm, I've been named the co-host. Yeah, I'm. Ken, I'm Ken and Bo named you. Almost... Ken and Bo named you the co-host, David. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost. I'm on pretty much every other podcast over them when Zander tells did me I, to Did fuck I write off. that in? I'm just gonna check now. Did I write in? <laughs> It'd be so funny if you didn't. I did. Decided I'm the co-host. I did write in it alongside his co-host, David. So there you go. So you've named me. I've named you. You named me. You promoted me. I promoted you. Well done, David. Welcome My to the team. My very first promotion. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Yay! With golf clap. Golf yeah, clap. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> um david's links will be in the description his twitter and his instagram and um he'll let us know when his films available yeah i um i need to get on that actually i um yeah I, uh, yeah I um need to get on that pretty badly and um as for me i'm xander you know me you love me hopefully you definitely no, don't love me you don't no love one him. loves me you love me but you don't love him um my, all of the links for the podcast will be in the description the apple um the spotify the YouTube, youtube the facebook page the instagram page the twitter page go like all three of those and you get a special prize the special prize is probably just us saying thank you yeah it definitely is it definitely is um <laughs> but we we've been posting behind the scenes clips um and bonus clips and the clip this from yeah. this week from the fox one Jesus Christ, it's the funniest <laughs> clip. It's my favourite clip that we've ever got from this show. To, to be honest, my favourite clip is the Artemis Fowl one. The Artemis Fowl one's good. I keep watching that. I keep watching it. I'm just there dying of laughter just from us both going, Troll! In, in the, the dungeon! dungeon. <laughs> Troll in the dungeon! Um, but yeah, oh. yeah. Um, so do check us out if you want to see those bonus clips because you probably won't see them anywhere else. Yeah, if, no, I know. think we only um, release them on the, like, social medias, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Slash you. Yeah, I, 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 I do I'm that. literally just here to do, do the voice and do the funny. That's going to be it then. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next week for the cinema stories. Yeah, I'll just I'll say it here. If you have an interesting cinema story that you think me and David would enjoy, send it to us on um, on the Facebook page the Twitter page or the uh, Instagram page or you can yeah. like leave a comment or whatever or send it to David or whatever you want and we will read it out here and talk about it and hopefully laugh along with you yeah. Um, so yeah that, that'll be a fun one next week thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week goodbye take care for a second there I didn't think you were actually there because your camera's frozen and my there we go There you go, you're back. (laughs) Ta-da!